Hello and welcome to Toronto Ultra's Murky Maven podcast. We are in for a very sexy day. Back from LA, episode ready four. to get rocking. Episode four. Uh, four? My, this yeah. is what we're gonna enjoy today. Joe. Joe slept twelve hours last night. He never I sleeps did. more than like eight or nine, and he is just mentally fried today. And I'm excited for him to just like not be able to talk. It's gonna be fun. There's a good chance that that happens. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I mean, first of all, we're old. Uh, in events now kick my butt they really do I, I don't know what it is uh but then afterwards um you know like 100 these were in la they're obviously out there they had some like you know, parties I, i'm not like a huge partier anymore but the fact is is i went to say hello but i had to wake up at like 3 30 in the morning for my flight home so that did not help um and flying back to columbus right now stinks because there's just no directs since covid uh, they got rid oh, of that I route. Forgot, I forgot that was a thing because you had directs for a long time. I was in bed at 8 p.m. playing Diablo, I think, that night. So I did nothing. I started listening to an audiobook. Mm -hmm. Apparently, that uh, Sandman show came out on Netflix. So I had bought the book like years ago and never listened to it. So I listened to that and played Diablo all night. That was what I did. And then I felt rested and slept great. And I feel good. What time was your flight the next day? Like nine? Uh, nine. So yeah, I was up at like 6.45 or something. It was easy. Uh, good to go. Good yeah. to go. It wasn't, wasn't bad at all. But That's been your thing, though, just playing Diablos. I just played Diablo, and I, I read a book, dude. I read, I just read, like, the first three Doom books. I'd read the first one a lot, but I read two and three, finally. Uh, I started mm -hmm. Sandman. I just, like, run around mindlessly just murdering those stupid demon pieces of shit, and I read books. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is how dedicated he is. Uh, it's after Championship Sunday. The Thieves just win, Okay. We end up Jack and his family are in town. They invite us uh, over to like a, a close bar. We're just having a couple of drinks, having some like bar food, which is pretty good. Pizza, wings, like the good stuff. Mozzarella sticks. And Maze looking around and he goes, man, really feel like killing demons. And we're Jack and I just go, all right, play some Diablo in the middle of the bar around. I don't know. 50 other people just starts playing his iPod or iPad, dude, just playing Diablo. Just in front of the bar. That happened. You know, yeah. those damn demons, dude, they just keep coming back and someone's got to take care of them. And that, that's my job. But no, I, uh, yeah, I've got a problem. I just like to play video games quite a bit. But dude, I, I'm going to tell you a problem. You haven't allowed this to turn into like a normal problem. Like, no, no. like usually there's a game in which uh, in the past it was Path of Exile. New, uh, new world and lost times yeah. not like horrible with loss so you had a couple of days every now and then you were a little bit better about it or you just lied to me which could also be true i was a little better i new world yeah got me it, well what's nice is like since i just played on my ipad it's easier for me to just like get in bed and throw on a book and then i get tired and go to sleep versus like when i sit at my setup and hours go by next thing i know it's midnight and like I, my brain needs to wind down next thing i know it's 3 a.m yeah i would get in the blender with those games but it's easy with diablo well, you, but dude, you would go back into bed and then read. I'm, I'm going to do in, in, in threads. Oh, and... yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you this story. I thought I was in the Matrix. Okay. Like, all right. So I said I Netflix, I guess, has a new show called Sandman, which is based on this book, right? It's like a fantasy uh, book by Neil Gaiman. Gaiman? Gaiman? I would never remember. Is it? Is it like an anime? Like the, the no, book? no, 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 oh, okay. no, no, no. Um, it's about like the Sandman. Like if he was a god, basically, it's about like 
It's crazy. I don't know how else to describe it. The one who puts it. stuff in my eyes while I'm sleeping, dude? Yeah, he handles the dreams. He's like the god of dreams. It's kind of it's kind of nice. But so I, I didn't know the show was out. And I forgot about the book. Miles told me about the show. I'm like, oh, I should read the book. So I start. And then I'm on my flight. And I don't know if you ever had like, when someone's like watching a show across the aisle, but like a row or two in front of you, it's like hard not to like look at what they're watching. Like you just like see it and you're like, oh, what's that? So like I'm sitting there listening to my book and I'm like looking and I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. What is that? I'm like, oh, that I'm like, this show looks dope. Now I'm like, I've never seen this. That looks familiar. I'm like, what just happened? What that's familiar. He was watching Sandman and it was literally what I had just read in the book like 10 minutes ago. Like the episode was like going along with it. It was freaking me out. I just had to like close my eyes and I was listening, but it was it was trippy because it was just like I don't know, like took my brain a little bit to realize it because I'd never seen the show. I don't know what the characters look like. I know nothing about it, but I was like, that's familiar. That's familiar. I'm like, oh, Dude, I, I do that a ton on planes. I don't know what it is. I'll literally be watching someone and I'm an aisle seat guy just because like, I don't mind getting up for other people, but I, I don't like asking others type thing. I have like an eight-year-old but, girl that took the window. She got like three times. I could have drop kicked her, but I would not hit a child. Yeah, I, I just don't care, I guess, because I normally don't sleep that often. So usually I'm an aisle guy. So I can see like lots of screens. And there's times where I'm like watching something and I'm looking at their screens, watching that more than mine. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, it's I, like, I don't know don't what mean it is. To. I have no idea. Don't even like mean to. You just like, it's just like there in front. I, dude, I don't know. Yeah, I have that issue too. I'm usually a window guy, but I just couldn't get a window. And uh, yeah, it was, it was trippy. But yeah nothing else has really happened exciting in my life except for let's Same. let me else okay let's talk, let's talk champs it's it's uh it was it was a blast i mean we had a lot of fun uh i don't really have any major complaints other than that whole audio fiasco which joe almost put his head through head through a wall and it was something was like broken with the ac there apparently like we'll they tell put a story. like yeah apparently what 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 they say they put like hot water inside something instead of cold water or so something I don't, I don't know how old this place is, but uh, so Thursday it was hot, like oh, hot. It was unbearable. I like didn't even want to be in the green room. I couldn't find anywhere cool. I was going through it because I'm fat. And we're like the AC is something. Like we just kept telling them something's wrong with the AC. Something's wrong with the AC. I, I imagine someone got annoyed with us. So that night they probably are like, all right, what did we do or what do we need to do? So I don't know how their AC runs in this giant arena, but I guess you have to put water in it. <laughs> And they were using hot water or warm water instead of cold water. Is that a thing? Like putting I, water in an AC? Anyways, yeah, I guess it's a thing. And they were using warm water. The next couple of days were, were all right. They definitely better. got better. It was still a little warm. We ended up getting like a... Dude, it was little, just warm in LA, man. <laughs> we it had was four little mini, little mini fans like in the green room. And I just like have one like, gaming at me at all times is basically what ended up happening. But it was very humid, like super humid in LA this week. Well, it, yeah, it's, it wasn't like Texas, like humid or something, but it was just humid for LA. LA just isn't usually humid like ever. It's just, they don't get rain. They don't get a lot of humidity, but it was just sticky. And whenever it's humid, doesn't even matter if it's that hot, I'm going through it. And so I can never live in Florida. I just die. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you get, you just get, uh, it's a tough one. You looked at you me, know, we, we, we went to get like uh, this tacos, this uh, one place. You had to like leave the hotel and walk down like, I had a guess, we're talking about a hundred flights of steps something like that like it was a pretty steep thing of steps and we walked down and we go get food i mean 100 stairs 100 stairs what's flights of steps what did i oh, just that say? would be a lot oh I that's like 100 oh oh god yeah, yeah. yeah oh oh yeah i was like what what i say yes yeah, so like 100 stairs and i need to go back to the hotel after and i guess there's like a trolley or something 
but it was a dollar, but we didn't think they would take credit card. We thought they'd only take cash. Did you ever say cash? We're like, oh, we'll walk back up. It. And I'm, you know, I'm like I, physically a monster. I was like LeBron going up these steps, just really showing off my calves. But <laughs> what's your dumb joke is the back of your head's real sweaty. It's <laughs> like, but like this, I'm you're like, like oh, dude, dude, you're like, dude, we, oh. yeah, we had to, you had to like take another shower. I, I legit went back and showered again. It was, uh, it was something. Yeah. Well, where do you want to, where do you want to kick it off with champs talk? Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, everybody uh, tuning in or listening. Uh, we're going to go over uh, CDL yeah. Champs if you missed it yeah. uh, today. Probably go through the bracket, but I, I guess we'll probably start with Challengers. We'll hit that quickly. Um, if you missed the Challengers finals, uh, Iron Blood, uh, they ended up taking it home, which was a bit of an upset. Uh, yeah. Ultra and A did get top two, um, but it was classic uh, Mohawk, uh, who was on Ultra, exceeding Brack. They had to win two best of fives. Uh, so first of all, congrats to them. I think they won like $100,000. Which is wild Which, when you think about like the, compared to like pro prize pools years ago. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, then they had to beat Ultra NA in two best of fives. Uh, I mean, you could see they played in winner's round two right here. It was a 3-0. Uh, but it felt like they just got hot. I, I mean, I saw some of the stats. Brack really popped off. Uh, Nikki D had some crazy moments as he always does. But Nikki D's here again. There he is just... You forget about him and he pops back up. He's just, I, I don't know, definition I, of success. Well, that's just one of those. I mean, how many times at the pro level have we had where, like, when you drop someone to make a change and it's, like, a dramatic one, it just come back, it comes back to bite you, I feel they like. They won the first event after it, though, in Boston. That's true. They that's did true. just win the other event. Like, I just feel like there's got to be a little bit of just, like, I don't know, mental edge is the right word, but, like, Mohawk had to be just twisted. Like just just wanted to bury them, I'm sure. And I think if you're yeah. who was it was assault that came in for him, right? Yeah, it was assault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So assault. I mean, I, I guess I just got to think. I mean, he he's been a pro. He's been a, literally an MVP at a champs for God's sake. But I I just feel like there's got to be a little bit in your mind during that series, especially if you go down. Like we're gonna lose the team with the guy that they dropped me for. Like <laughs> I, I don't know how much comes into play, but yeah, I just I mean, listen, we know Vanguard. Honestly, Ultra and eight. When it comes to challengers, they may have had like one of the best years ever when it comes down to that level, uh, how consistently they were. Obviously, they wanted to win this, and people view this as like, oh, they lost the base tournament, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, we saw it at the highest level, how many different winners we had. We finally had a back-to-back, -back, but, um, you know, like, they got top two again. So, and I think a lot of people are just kind of, I mean, even this roster, this has three Former pros, Exceed was a, a sub. I think he had some appearances at the CDL level. Uh, level. Like, I mean, or sorry, yeah, him and then Classic and Brack. And then Mohawk's been a, a top am for a, a long time now. Like, there's just so much. There is a lot of talent down yeah. low, just kind of waiting, waiting to see what happens. I mean, we know what Classic has done. I mean, Brack at times was like a league MVP oh, play type four? player. Like his stats were yeah. absolutely nuts. So yeah, there's, there's a ton of ton of talent. I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad it, I think once it got rolling, uh, most of the commotion died down, but I know there was like stuff circulating kind of day one when people were uh, putting out images of what it looked like. And listen, I, I think, I think Daniel, uh, you know, like CDL commission, like tweeted out, like we hear you. Um, we're working on stuff. I think the fact is this. There was not going to be any revolutionary change right before chance. It wasn't going to happen because usually to have major change, it is money. And there was not going to be a ton of money that appeared randomly in two weeks leading up to champs to solve issues. Um, but it was just yeah. like, I think some people were disappointed with how just kind of how it looked. You know, I talked to Clay and Fellow, and it was just uh, 
I guess they were like 144 hertz monitors. They felt like older ones, like not maybe some of the new 240 ones that the pros are flying on. Um, and it's one thing that's weird. Now, hopefully they fix this. And I'm not going to go into like too much insane detail, but like for those that don't know, we haven't had like true LAN. I- I'm not 100%, but I'm thinking Black Ops, 3, Black Ops 3 is the first time that I can remember. And a lot of games went to like online only. I'm, I'm assuming part of it is to deal with piracy. Um, when you talk about who actually needs a true LAN feature, like, you know, when you'd be with your boys playing Halo 1 with a bunch of Xboxes connected, it's 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 not many people now. Like every, everyone plays online. The people that need that capability is like us. It's not it's not a lot. So it hasn't been like a thing for a long time. Um, oh, it has it has since like it, it, this started like MW. I no, because even Black Ops Three on land, we had no, because we had it. We had it Black Ops Three on land. That yeah, was that, issue, that was an issue of Black Ops Three, correct? Oh, but we God. saw it later. Okay, okay, okay. So so it's been a couple of years, I guess, where we haven't had it at all. Um. So like what, started what we with do, like the PCs, that's, that's what it was. So what we do, just so people are kind of aware, just give you a little inside info, like on the pro side, we have like servers backstage. So the players are connecting to servers that are, are there. And I don't even want to know how much that costs to do, but there are servers on site and that's what the pro players are playing on. Um, I'm assuming it's expensive and a pain in the ass because that's not available for challengers right now. So that's why a lot of frustrations come because they're there on land but te- they they are pinging to like the closest server like they're, they're literally playing online um well they all everyone is but like it's not the same so that that's been one of the big frustrations and that is hopefully something that'll that'll get fixed but i i imagine that's i'm not knowledgeable to know 100 percent, but i assume that's a big just money thing I, I would think to have servers on site like that i gotta think i i would imagine you can just the game has it you play you just connect ethernets to pcs right i don't or like to a hub and you can connect no i don't i, I don't think it's even possible with the game that's no, the problem not now i'm saying other oh, games oh. and i imagine it's a, a thing I, I don't know i don't know i have no idea either I, I i mean that seems like the old school way well i i think part of it is just, i think a lot of them tied like everything just to i, I think it was the combat piracy and stuff I could be wrong, but like, no, that, you're probably big, right. I, I, I just track. imagine, uh, like, thinking about this, it doesn't seem like the hardest. They would just probably have to make the option to do it or look for y- it. Y- yes. I mean, if you think that, I, I'm sure, like, I doubt CS is like going through this type of issue. Pro- probably not. But with our game being more console heavy, maybe it's just not something they thought to include. I, I, I don't know the exact answer to that, but I don't know. There were some frustrations, but. Yeah, I think I we know. have a picture for the for the people viewing like the like uh, watching YouTube or watching live now. I think we have a picture of this set up. Here you go. Here's uh, I mean, this kind of just looks like a this is a warm up station, right? Um, so there was some frustrations a lot around this. I believe at, at first spectators weren't allowed. I think they were. I, I don't. I remember walking over there, but I remember tuning into the stream at one point and seeing other people around them. So I think spectators were able to see this. Listen. I'm all for the support of AMs and the challengers. I really am. I'm totally cool for it. From an outside perspective, though, and I've brought this up on this podcast, there aren't a lot of amateur other events that have this. Like Even to have this on LAN is, in other games, a pretty big deal. I'm cool with it. I think it's awesome. And it's what we've had, you know, we've had better in the past, which I think is... What we always kind of kind of go back to, um, and I'm happy that they were able to figure it out. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think we all hope it gets better. Just one of those things. I think the league needs to start making a lot of money on the pro side. And then it's kind of a trickle down effect. I think with everything, like once that becomes more prof- profitable and mm-hmm. I don't know, I think the whole just CDL in general has got kind of, it, it, it affected all the orgs. It affected the, just everything with COVID. Like it just kind of put everything on hold for two years. It almost feels like when it comes to just the ability to make money in certain ways. Well, We'll see. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think, too, with, like, the setup, it's kind of tough. Like, I guess the way they probably could have done it, even in the backside, if they, if they use the whole floor, like, that's where the production was. That's where the, the desk was. Because like, normally at, uh, at an event in, like, a convention center, they would probably just build, a, a, a like, a little stage, almost like the feature station, which we used to have, right? Yeah. And they would just plop challenges right in the middle. That's, that's normally what would happen. Um, I just think because... You were not in a in a convention center. You're in the arena. The big show is there. The floor is for floor seats. You're not going to have a challenger stage down there when spectators literally bought floor passes. It's a venue limitation. It, it is. I mean, I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a you know that's that's one thing to look at. It could have been better for sure. Could have been worse. Could have been online. But hey, yeah. um, you know, congrats to them. I, I'm trying to think too. What Clay's team? They lost pretty early. That was a, a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I mean, he is kind of tweeted. I mean, it was tough here for Clay. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he rebounds, but we'll we'll see what's next for him. But he was in the gauntlet, that's for sure. I mean, at one point, he right. but he had like thirteen teammates over the course of some small period of time. I was like, Oof. challengers is a cutthroat. That that is that is for sure. But all right, let's. Uh, you want to start talking about the? They call it the pit <laughs> for a reason. Event? Yeah, no, it is. It is. I wonder if my the main event. My pits are okay for now. Your pits. Yeah, they're all right for now. But all right, so main main side for CDL champs. I mean, I think I think we were just really excited in general, just because you know, say what you will about this title and the year and the fact you had four different winners at majors. But I know Joe and I both had a phase thieves final, so we felt pretty confident about that. But it I was did not definitely... have phase thieves. So you oh, you it. oh, that's right. I had phase thieves. You had, you had optic thieves, didn't you? Okay, well, I take that back. I felt pretty confident about phase thieves final. Those are the two, two only two teams I felt okay about based on recency bias with the major and phases consistency. But I think we'll agree in the history of champs, this was the one, regardless of format, that was probably the most wide open. Where we were just like, we'll see. I I don't know what to expect, and I think that alone just made it exciting it just did i'm i don't know what's i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen <laughs> it's, it's I, I, think, I, I think to your point i, I mean let's I, I think we we wanted to start with day one which was just like the round one matchups because they were all insane uh day oh, one yeah. of champs all go to game five and i think that is just to show to your point what we talked about everyone was was sent to the limit everyone was pushed to the limit you had you had round 11s uh, so what? Let's just start with I don't know. We'll start with London, Seattle. Uh, that was a game five. Um, London lose both hard points. Uh, I think the first, you know, the first hard point was at Tuscan where Pride just literally destroyed. Um, and then I he think was the, games he was two the and, king of Tuscan. Like, no, I, he was this, so weekend. Many times and then, this weekend. Yeah. And then games two and three. Uh, I think you had like you had some big London clutches and it just felt like that's kind of what they needed, especially in the control. I think it was a Berlin control and it felt like all of these clutches were going against London, right? Like just they were going, going to game five, losing, going to game five, losing yeah. now, after game three. I was like, this is going to be it. They're going to turn it around. Then map four happened where they blew a, a big hard point lead. They choked it. 
and that was that was kind of it um, yeah it's it's interesting though because i think i think at the time i really viewed it as them them choking and they should have closed it out and this and that but with should've. seattle's run and how many clutches seattle had in a hard point it's like all right well <laughs> i mean they, they did it everybody i mean i know we're gonna no, throw I, it in the i bracket, know they but... did but i i mean they were up two one in the series like yeah, they, you're they right you're won, right they could have won three one yeah no you're you're not wrong it's just like it, it's it i guess i look at it differently now than i did then because of seattle's run and just the clutch after clutch after clutch and then what do they get to like 10 and 0 in hard point nine and oh nine and one i think they finished they yeah, well, finished sorry, before they lost so it was, they were nine and oh and then they lost that last one right eight, well they're eight now yeah eight or nine and oh something like that yeah they, anyway they they were they were undefeated until I think the map four verse phase, which ultimately knocked them out. Um, so yeah, I guess I, my point is just it, I, it, at the time I was like, "Oh, Ravens," but now I'm like, "All right, Seattle, yeah, they did it the rest of the time." Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just had Pred and Sib kind of do their thing throughout that, and I think just like one interesting interesting note was like Nasty probably had one of his worst land series all all year. Uh, he was kind of their land animal. Uh, like zero has been pretty solid but nasty has kind of been the most consistent one he struggled in that series a bit uh you know versus seattle surge and and now we're like yeah we kind of get why uh but he has like a 0.77 um yeah you finally had moments though you had moments for gizmo i think he had a great search and destroy uh you know throughout the weekend you had afro who really stepped up after map one like they kind of got destroyed after map one well well through map one and then after that he really was like kind of in the zone kind of locked in um, but yeah, just, uh, another one of what if that happens, right. And Sergio to, go to, goes to losers. I know we're going to touch more on Seattle as we go and stuff, but yeah, just like high level. Listen, I knew Pred and Sib were disgusting. I mean, there, there's no way around it. If you watch this year, you knew they're very good, but I guess I, I wasn't like sold. Like, let's say I was sold when Simp came into the league and I'm like, this is a superstar for a long time. That changed over the course of the weekend for me. Like, this we changed it for you? Yeah, and maybe maybe it's stupid that it took it that long to click for me, but like I, I guess I've seen a lot of people come in as young players and like fry and put up stats, but something clicked this weekend. I'm like, oh god, they're going to be a problem for a while. They're 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 nasty, man. Yeah, you're not wrong. So what? Uh, yeah, Seattle just escaped that. Then up next, uh, Boston Thieves was another round one, right? Another game five, but this is a game five round eleven um well i want to ask you real quick before you like break it down do you think i don't think we had this going game five we had this as like a three hour three one i think in our brackets yeah how much of an impact like you sit down to play you're ready to go then there's a two-hour server outage like how much does that play into this for you or not not that much we didn't start the series yet right it was like right at the start of it yeah i i don't know i, I mean i i guess if it I think it affected both teams. I'm, I would assume. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I was just curious because I didn't see it going five, but then again, Boston at times looked great. So, well, I mean, it kind of starts out the way we thought. Like Boston win the first hard point, and we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. You get like a crazy game out of TJ, which we kind of said, like if TJ plays well, <laughs> yeah, right? Who knows what the heck can happen? But then, uh, you know, you get a, a search and destroy, which that's kind of. I mean, it's one of the reasons why LATs were so tough to beat this weekend was not only were they ahead and respawn, but they were almost perfect in search and destroy uh, at champs. I think they were like um, six and one. Yeah, they were six and one. So they win both of those searches here and they do it in around 11. 
But you kind of saw it. I mean, they even beat them on a Berlin control where the Vivid's just going off. That was a crazy control. I mean, Thieves definitely threw some rounds. Breach threw some rounds. That's why we loved Berlin. But there were so many offensive round wins. I mean, Octane had to be feeling good just with the, the S&D because you got to think over the course of his career, he's getting to a grand final with a 75% respawn win rate and a 25% search win rate. So like, <laughs> to, have, to have a team that... <laughs> is rocking out in search like i mean think about it those lg teams yeah. even i can't remember honestly i don't remember the the last thieves like good team the black ops Four one i don't remember what search was like i think it was probably pretty solid with those players on it but like for the most part octane's career individually he's had good stats in search but his team's been dog shit so <laughs> it must feel good to be like i can rely on that two and five yeah no it it really yeah uh but i mean i mean you think about this I, now i think if like thieves were to, i've had this question a lot if these are like drop, you know, lose in the round one, I, I still think they make it to the final just with how good they looked. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I guess they would have like Seattle and losers round two. Like maybe that could go a different way. But I do think it would have a pretty major effect in the tournament. Like even say if it was phase, because they would have to play like a Bokash hard point. Like they wouldn't have maybe the veto advantage that you're normally looking at, which I think really did help them. And we'll touch on it in the final. But, you know, you get a rid, of, rid of a couple of maps that maybe go against you. Who knows? Um, but, well, I mean... And, I think they would have, too. I think they would have, too. I mean, you, you and I talked at length about last episode about, you know, sometimes they're clicking for a team late and kind of figuring stuff out. And we were like, we think they did, but we're not sure. They made Vanguard make sense. Well, so. I think at first, uh, you know, I'll just briefly touch on this. Everyone's like, all right. I mean, even I was thinking this after this matchup, like, okay, like maybe it was just a really hot weekend for Thieves, you know, major four. And then they played Optic, and I was like, nope, we were right. They're really good right now. It's like, oh my gosh. That map one, I was just getting like... choke slammed, like absolutely yeah. slammed. Like, I'm not <laughs> kidding you. We were all sitting there like, holy shit. Yeah, that um, was okay. a heat down. Ooh. Well, Speaking of Optic, uh, you know, they play Ultra. I think we knew this was going the distance, uh, and it does. Uh, goes to a game five. Um, I think what I liked seeing was Kami and Kleenex getting back into form a bit for, for Ultra, but I think they did go down 2-0 pretty quick. They lost both Bokages, which was a problem because Ultra was a team that relied on Bokage a lot. They played a lot of Bokages. You're probably hoping to win one of those and then maybe you win that series, but they lost both of them to optic and that put them in a, in a, in a pretty big hole. Yeah. I, everyone has said it. I mean, formal tweeted about it. We've said it a million times like this optic or sorry, this ultra team at their best or worse is just not a team you want to play. They're going to be tough to beat. It just is what it is. And, but it just doesn't, it's not like they're, it, gods and horrible the next minute they just i don't know they lack something this year 100 percent. this title did not work for them but like they're still not a team i'd want to play and they they were pushing people man um no they were and, and i think you saw like moments of it that Gavutu control where they clutch up in that round five and then you go to a game five all the way to around 11 once again uh he kind of said it right formally he's like they're just hard to put away um you know, we'll we'll touch on Ultra a little bit later. Just wanted to to talk about round one because yeah. they were all game fives. But it's yeah, it's kind of what we thought with this matchup. Obviously, able to clutch it out. Uh, and then you have New York versus Face uh, again. A big what if? I mean, New York go up two zero. 
it's a very sloppy start from uh, Atlanta phase. And then they just rip off three straight. And we have seen this New York team now. It feels like when they start off well, it's going well. When they lose, it just, I don't know. They still win that loser's bracket. We saw it at major three when they had double bopped. I guess I was expecting to see more from New York uh, in the loser's bracket. Same, but it, it kind of goes back to the combo we have with Thieves. Like, was it a hot weekend or did something click? And I think we both thought for New York, probably leaning more towards a hot weekend. Um, yeah, but we heard a lot about them in scrims. Yeah, too. we did. We, I, mean, I thought they were going to make more noise. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I didn't have the faith in them. I did Thieves, even though they were both just in a final and they'd beaten Thieves once. I just didn't have that same faith. But yeah, I definitely thought they were going to, I don't know, I guess not like shape the bracket exactly, but they were going to have a big impact and they just didn't. Yeah. And then, I mean, you kind of got a glimpse. Obviously, Cell was Cell, but this was a series, especially game three and on, where Abizi just takes over. Uh, we see like Prime Abizi, uh, game five, he goes 11 and four. Um, they beat him six to two. And you and I were like, well, if Abizi's playing like that, they're going to be very difficult to beat. Um, and they were. They got all the way to uh, to uh, the final. Yeah, I think, you know, there were some rumors going around that maybe uh, Abizi wasn't taking the game as seriously as he should have. And I think seeing his tweet after it all went down, there probably was some truth to that. And I think if Abizi was in this form and FaZe was playing like this, they would have won an event this year. Mm -hmm. Just not with, the, not with what Thieves hit. But Abizi over the last two events, like when it really mattered, it, it, I guess it seemed to me like he was like, all right, time to lock in. And you just saw Abizi again that we didn't see most of the year, to be honest. So only, I guess that came sooner. They probably have an event one this year. <laughs> they don't. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um, all right. But then we'll just go on to kind of final finishes. Uh, talk about sort of maybe the their year. We'll start with Boston Breach. You can see they end up going down low, uh, losing an ultra three to one. And not a series, not a good, they didn't show a good series here at all. Not, not like what they showed versus Thieves. I don't know if that Thieves series just kind of kicked their ass, like just to the, the fact where they lost momentum. Like there's two ways to look at that. Hey, we lost by one round. Let's refocus. But when you and I talked to Zin multiple times, even at Major 4, this squad supposedly was looking unbelievable. Unbelievable in scrims. Like he's, he thought they had a, a real chance to win the tournament. Like a significant chance. And then they go to losers bracket and it's just kind of, they fall really flat. I mean, you get a horrendous series out of Vivid and Nero. Uh, Vivid is minus 24. Nero is minus 18. They lose both hard points to, to Toronto Ultra, who this year just hasn't found a lot of hard point success. Was there like a league-wide agreement? Like, well, what, did, what did Pat used to say? Like, if they, were, if they were scrimming somebody before a major, dude, they would just throw scrims. <laughs> like, let, them, let them feel like gods, think they're frying, then just show up and put them to bed. <laughs> like, uh, it, it's, I'm sure there's not a ton of that that happens, but it's, I don't know, maybe it was just online, more comfortable, whatever the case was. Um, you know, you put a question here, like, just in our notes, like, would you consider this a good year for Breach? And... You know, it's like a new brand. Um, I think they definitely got some brand recognition behind whatever stuff with Sensor, having Methods, who's a great personality. I know you didn't win, but it's hard to win, man. And like, they came in late. And I, I guess I would say you came in and you were competitive. I, I think it's a good start. Um, I, it's hard to say it's like a successful year, but it's like, it's a good start. 
I guess like for me, I, I really like this r roster in this lineup. So and I said, I said before the before champs, I just don't know if they've had enough time. I, I don't know. That was the question mark to me. And we know with like Nero and Vivid, you can kind of go on this roller coaster. And I and I think you you've kind of seen that. It's just how do they steady themselves out, pacing wise, getting you know get on the same page. And and maybe they don't. Maybe you live and die by it. Like if they get hot, that's just it. I mean, shit. You even have TJ on this team. You're living and dying. Like I, I just I don't. They had to figure out some sort of system to hit that level. Uh, it just didn't happen for Boston Breach. And yeah, I mean, for their year, I, I think they have a solid base to build off of. I don't really know contract situations to go off of, but I think they have some options. And I think it's some spots where people will probably want to play. Uh, you know, I've heard great things about the org from Zinn. Uh, just that like, he feels it's a, it's a very good organization taking care of them. They've also put up some challenger events. They've talked about them being on challenger events. I'm sure you'll see some changes, but I think it's a, for a year one, it's a pretty darn good year. It's a good start. It is. Yeah. 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 I, I, it's, we're not going to get into like roster mania stuff. Cause well, to be fair, I don't really know anything. I've really thought about it too much, but this is one of those teams that I would kind of like to see what they do with more time. But I just don't think there's any chance it'll be the same roster going in next year. I don't, I just, I, there's gonna be too much. There's gonna be too much going on personally, but I I, I kind of hope somehow it sticks. But we'll see. The roster sticks. I don't think it sticks. No, I don't either. I don't either whatsoever. I think there's like a two percent chance of that. But I guess I just feel like there is a much higher ceiling than maybe what we saw. No, I agree. No, yeah, I, I definitely think so too. Um, so then they end up dropping off. Uh, finish seventh, eighth, uh, and then for London, uh. And they do it again. They lose two game fives. This time versus New York, they drop a game five. Um, I mean, I, I mean, they were one and three in hard point over the week. Just felt like they could never find the momentum, the clutch moments. I just felt like they needed to win one. I felt like they needed to, to win one, and then maybe you can get going. But it just felt like that one match kept getting away from you. And what we saw in the winner's bracket from Afro... We didn't see it in the losers bracket. I mean, he got fried, absolutely fried by New York. He was minus 31 over the series. And they are up 2-0. They're up 2-0. It's after that, though, they just lose it all. I mean, they get reverse swept. It it's like weird because I want to say, like, you know, part of it's probably young roster, you know, maybe struggle with those clutch moments. You know, you go ahead, the mental game, but then I look at Surge. <laughs> And like they have two rookies and they were clutch every time it mattered for the most part. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I could use that as an excuse. Um, just, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Like they just needed. Need momentum. Uh, momentum major one. Confidence. It's like, I, it, people don't talk about it a lot, but like, it's just huge. Like just that belief that you can like do 100%. it. Sometimes, sometimes just doing it once, but they just, it, it's like, you just fall short and you fall short. It becomes like, what is it, like a self-fulfilling prophecy like you just like you always like, expect oh, it to happen here we go yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah it's so. just the way they lost them too like i mean it's heartbreaking they they played really well up to well in the losers bracket lose three were straight look at the winner's bracket choke a couple of maps boom go to a game five get just punched in the face and again i think when it starts to unravel i think how do you not unravel right it's that oh shit here we go again like you see that meme like that's this is i mean it's kind of the meme of that like yeah it is it i just think they they couldn't find any early success at tournaments after like the first major 
And that's, uh, yeah, that, that ended it for London. This is another team, though, I think a, a lot of options. Like, I think, you know, Afro is really interesting. It's probably who I would try to keep. I think Trey is still Trey. Um, you know, I think we saw Nasty be a really consistent player. Gizmo is a big question mark probably for a lot of people. But another team, I would say, like, will probably end up changing. I don't know how much. Maybe a good amount of it. Maybe not. We'll get in a whole roster mania. We're gonna have a ton of offseason. Scraps and Watkins are back, leading the Royal Ravens to victory. Maybe, <laughs> probably not though, because they didn't play this year. No, no. I think I saw one of them tweet like, "Ah, oh, it's just making me want to get back in the mix." You know, after watching Champs, yeah, I'm, yeah, sure, yeah. I'm sure it does. And I just want them to play again because they make me laugh. Oh no, they really do. So, uh, yeah, London they finished seventh, eighth. Uh, I, I just, it sucks because after the, like the first major, I was like, here we go. Like we got a good London team. I was really pumped up. Like having two like international squads alongside ultra. It just went away. Well, what did somebody, uh, I guess I could save it for the ultra conversation, but just the EU conversation in general. Like I saw someone tweet an image of like four players and it was like, who's like the best player without a ring. And it was like gunless dashy bants. And I forget who the fourth was, but I replied to Mad because he was making a case for Mance. I'm like, yeah. I mean, if you just think of, I mean, Dash is still early in his career. Um, Gunless is a beast, but he's had his shots. And Vance, like, he's just done so much. You know, he's been like Europe's great hope for so long. Like, he's just been at the top. And I, I was wondering to myself, like, I know I'm on the Ultra podcast, but like, was last year like the shot for him, like in his career? Was last year the shot? Because he has two runner up, right? Because he has Splice, perhaps three. <laughs> And he's got, yeah, last year. And I'm just like, I hope, I just feel like it's like one of those people, you know, always mess with Barkley and stuff. Like, you know, every guy's ring. He's just one of those players. He just feel like should have one. And I just don't, I don't know. I mean, even if we're hoping like this ultra team stays the same, because we think they're going to be nasty in any title. It's just like, it's tough because, it, I mean, EU Cod's always struggle because it's been, I mean, most of the juggernaut teams have been in North America for the most part. But like you just you know you had the optic dynasty um throughout Bance's career then now you have oh, yeah, this phase. this phase yeah. dynasty like getting wins is hard it just is and i'm just i guess i moral of the story i hope last year wasn't like the last shot i hope he gets another good run yeah we'll see what happens with uh with them um yes we could probably well yeah i mean let's let's go to let's go to ultra we can just skip down to them because yeah, they get fifth six around uh you know they end up losing uh to seattle surge i was i had a perfect bracket up until this point i just same surge i just wasn't sure about because the way up and down yeah the way stage (laughs) in major four went like i know they won major three but i was like i don't know maybe they got figured out things must not be going well and well they they proved me wrong uh i i kind of had ultra going on a mini run and said it was seattle surge they were able to take them down three to one for ultra i mean listen you get a 50 percent hard point win rate over the week you go 3-0 in control if i told you that you're probably thinking it's a lot better the problem is they didn't want to search and destroy not one <laughs> and that, that can happen i i mean they know that if there's a yeah. team that knows that it, it's this freaking ultra team yeah, it's, it, I think, <laughs> at least my logic with, like, Surge and Ultra, like, with those two teams going into this, was sort of around, like, it's champs time. Like, you have you have the experience with somebody like Bance, this team that got to a final last year. You know, you, you, you just, you've been there. You've done it. 
you can get you can get hot and you can make a run you're a tough team to beat and then for surge i was like it's like the opposite like ah, you just got all the yeah, first champs for people um so that's that's kind of how i saw that 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 shit did not matter it just it, it didn't but yeah that's where my bracket like really i think i had them winning that and then i think maybe one more series or maybe it was just that one i forget maybe it was just one more series but I just can't, I just pray. If you think about the future of Ultra, I, I just pray that they at least stick with it through a first event, whatever, a second event of next year. Like, I hope so. Cause I just, I, maybe it's just bias in me cause I'm on the podcast, but no, no, I, I just really like this team. I do. I just, I like this team. They've been, as an organization, they've been so good. I think one of the best in the CDL when it comes to this branding, growing the brand, pushing the players, doing content. Players all seem to vibe. They're fun to watch. Hope so. Yeah, I think the issue is just sort of uh, what well, we talked about at the top of the show, just how much talent is is down there, right? I mean, this is a team that's literally breeding it with Toronto EU, Toronto NA. They did it in year one. Uh, and I think they're pretty cutthroat with base what we saw after after year one. Now, I, I, there's like been discussion around like Cami and Kleenex. Like, are they the, you know, the ones to give up and, yeah, I'm like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, like, maybe they didn't have the years that you maybe wanted, but I think you even saw glimpses at champs. To me, I, I mean, that's hard for me to let go, especially the years that they've had prior. Well, I mean, yeah. we'll see what happens. That is a, a hard job. That is a tough job. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess if I was like a gun to my head, had to pick two that I was going to build around, that'd probably be it. No, I'm not trying to knock the other guys. That's just if I if I was general manager and I was going to build around two players, if that's our rule here, that's probably two I'd build around. I mean, it's just obviously a tough job, right? Because there is a <laughs> lot of success with this lineup. There's also not the best year this year. You could say Vanguard was Vanguard. This team didn't figure it out. So you could go your route and say, let's see how it is early on, the start of next year. If it's not, try something else. At what point do you like, this is a, let's just tangent here. At what point do you like, can you earn like a whoopsie in the sense of, you know, you have, they were the second best team for an entire year, made, made a run to the champs final the year before. Like, what do you have to do where it's like, Okay, you know, it's an off-year off title. Like, you've done enough, we're going to stick with it. Is that just not a thing now? Probably not. It's just too cutthroat, but... At what point do you earn, like, I don't even know what the wording is. Like, you earn, like, a get-out-of-jail-free card. Like, we suck this year, but <laughs> we're sticking together. I, I mean, I think if there's a team, it's probably them, right? Like, I, I think everyone kind of knows. Like, I, I get it. Like, the difference between Cold War and, and this, like... One made sense, one didn't. Yeah, I mean, one required a lot of teamwork, made sense spawn-wise. You could totally outplay people left and right. Uh, and the other shit, you'd get spawned behind, and that was it. <laughs> like what, thieves, thieves somehow kind of made it? No, no, of course they did. <laughs> of course sense, they did. But... I, I'm not taking away from them. It's just we, we've yeah. had this combo. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think there's a, I think it's CDL fans. There's a lot of love for this roster and just respect for this roster. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, we, like, we, we talked about a foremost tweet. Like, those guys are just so hard to put away. And they are. Um, 
And I think I just root for the underdog. And when I say underdog, it's just like EU COD in a way. I just like, I know it's Toronto, but it's like a lot of EU players. And mm -hmm. I guess I just, you know, you know how I am. I, I mean, I want a Spanish, German, French team that are good more than anything in the world. Like I, I, I want that international vibe. So the other, the other thing is too, like on the other side of this, depending on restructuring rosters and stuff like if I'll be honest, like say all four were let go, I, I imagine majority of them are probably picked up. Like I do. I would think they all are. They should be. Cause I mean, even if you would say, uh, who would you target? That's like late in their career. Like Vance, obviously he'd be the obvious one. That's like, you know, he's been competing since the eighties. There, there were times where he just, dude, he just stepped it up when he needed to. Like, I don't know. I think the, the game five that they, they lost to get knocked out. I think he was the one kind of carrying the load. Like, he still has stuff left in the tank, um, and I just love if he wants to love play. Him. If he wants to, yeah, that's yeah, true. But I, I, I love me some fancy pants. Yeah. So uh, ultra, I mean, they had some good moments this year. They had a couple of top fours at majors, uh, a top three at their own, almost to a final. This top six, I mean, they lose a game five, round eleven. They lose to uh, just a hot ultra or surge team. Well, what were all their finishes? Top Do you have it in front of you? Um, I could probably pull it up. I'm wondering if they were like the second most consistent team outside of phase. If you're telling me they got like top four at all majors outside of LES. Well, no, no, no. I said a couple. It was oh, 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 I major said... three, major four. Kick off major one, sorry. Or yeah, major three, final. major one. Yeah, kick, kick off. off final. Major two, they lost. Uh, I mean, major two, they went, I don't know, top. They had, I, I, I don't know. They had a pretty solid gear, it looks like. Yeah, I was just curious if they, like, I saw it in front of me, if they were, like, almost, like, top four every time. Like, that's actually, compared to most teams, that's pretty damn consistent this year, honestly. I, I'm pretty sure they had, like, the, yeah, like, the fourth highest. Someone said in the Twitch chat, fourth highest behind Opti, LATs, and FaZe in terms of average placement. And two of those teams won. So they were pretty damn consistent for... Okay, so major four, top six, uh, major three, third, major two, they got nine through 12. That's probably the one that hurt them. I think they lost to LAG, right? I think that was like the, yeah, yeah they did. They, they started lost to losers and lost to LAG or something, right? Yes, that was the start of that. Yeah. And then major one, they got fourth, and then huh. got runners up. So if you take, if you take major two away, that's probably like, they're probably like, like a third, third highest ever. Third, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's I mean, it's kind of kind of actually crazy. I just never really thought about it because in my head, I guess you know, Phase was the consistent rock for the most part. Everybody else was kind of all over the place, but they were there battling several major too. Interesting. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I I think this off season is going to be nuts. Um, and bananas. You kind of yeah, 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 I think you nailed the biggest thing though. It's like kind of have the challengers god squad just sitting there, so it's going to be. A, it's not like you even have to make crazy moves to make moves that could be good, right? It's not like you have these $500,000 transfer fees. So you're trying to get somebody off another team. Like, they're just there brewing in the farm. In the farm brewing, ready to go. Young yeah. bulls, young bulls, lots of testosterone. So that just adds a, just makes it more interesting, right? Yeah. Most, uh, most teams don't have that. All right. Uh, over to the other 5th, 6th team, um, NYSL. They kind of get pummeled by Optic after Optic got smoked. I think there was probably some worrisome how they'd bounce back. 
Do you remember that series? Because oh. I fucking died. Is that, yeah, I think that's when I was raging, right? I would just look over at Joe and Joe, like, so let's just talk about that real quick. Why are we talking about this series? So, <sighs> um, I'm sorry, we got to. Like, listen, there are a lot of, I feel like the CDL gets a lot of flack for, a, okay, C, CWL, CDL, um, whenever something goes wrong, people blame the league. It's just always been how it is. Well, the first I get, delay was the servers. Which I, I get, I get tweeted right. a million times, but in general, in general, Joe, I think you'd agree, 99.9% .9 of the time, it's like a server game thing. It has nothing to do with the league, 99.9% .9 of the time. Um, the server thing went, well, nothing we can do. Servers are out of, everywhere. This was a weird one, because we've had... Stuff like this happened where there's an audio issue, controller issue, PC issue. They literally have full setups backstage to just swap everything. So I think I tweeted like they're swapping out Crim's equipment. We should be back shortly. Shortly was a very poor choice of words because it been, like an hour and a half after my tweet, we came back. Um, I still never got like a complete. I think explanation. they just rebuilt it. I think they took everyone's out and put it uh, put it back in. So I think what they did is they took they took out Crim stuff, put in new stuff. They tested it, right? Because that takes time. Then they have to test it. They go in a game. They were probably playing, testing audio. Then it was still there. Then it's like, well, now what do we do? Yeah, that's why. So I think they it's like, oh, they okay. ripped it all out, ripped it all back, put it all back. They basically had to rebuild the stage. Uh, it sucked. Uh, I mean, the only, the only reason this probably isn't a bigger conversation is because Optic just fried in the game number three. Um, I mean, props to them with a the composure to deal with that. But honestly, everyone just kind of got cooked by New York. Um, well, they finished me, fifth, six. Go ahead. So I was going to say, to be fair, like when we were standing up there and I was looking out the stage, I was staring to see when people are going like, to get back in seats, right? They were doing all this work on the NYSL side to fix this for them. So they were mostly not sitting there. Like the optic guys were just there dialed in almost the entire time. Uh, shooting bots, doing whatever, but they just sat there. So I guess I shouldn't be shocked that they came in still beaming. And on the other side, it's like you're rushing to try and get back into it. Granted, they took, I think they took like five to 10 minutes to like test stuff and then everyone got to shoot around a little bit, but Optic were locked, bro. They just, they just sat there the whole time and played games. Yeah, they were. Um, and I think the, the story for New York for me is, I mean, this was a team that, I mean, they were ahead. They looked ahead like, when we saw them at like the Pro Am, and I think when they were at like their their height, maybe at Major Four, they looked ahead in respawns. It looked like they had a better general understanding of the game. Kind of didn't get that feeling these couple of matches. Um, just not everyone, besides Hydra, you didn't even have like your Kismet, right? Who you were really well, putting out there as like, it was like tweet? super consistent. Like nobody played that well what did kids tweet Tweeted something where i was like yeah, yeah sounds like vanguard yeah they were like four and six in in hardpoint and search and then one and two in control oh just not a not a great event for uh new york what do you say mav it's like kismet oh this was the i guess the day before when they lost but he said like so unbelievably upset with myself. Go from the best player in the game, it feels, in every setup, then go to the main stage, and everything just feels off. I just feel bad to let the team down, blah, 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 blah. But I, I just got the feeling it's one of those things where, yeah, you know, you're sitting backstage, screaming, feeling good, and they just got the main stage. And, like, I think, like, Nasty replied, because he had an off-series. He's like, dude, I felt the same way. That chair's cursed. If you're a mine, like, I just felt locked, and then I just couldn't 
I just fell out of place. I, I don't know what it was exactly, but I just saw a tweet and I was like, he was going through it. Yeah, it happens. Uh, I mean, I think for New York, obviously all these guys, I mean, they probably thought they were a top three team at this event. Uh, had a good shot. I mean, they just made a, a major final a couple of weeks prior, but just uh, didn't go their way. I mean, still top six. I think from a storylines perspective, an outside perspective, it's, hey, you got the champs, you got top six. At, from an internal standpoint, Krim on the team, we could have done a hell of a lot better. And, and Krim tweeted that. He was like, I, I, I just feel as I let them down. I did not play well. Great interview, though. Great interview. The, 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 the what was it? Di it was the Diarrhea Butthole of America, I think is what he called Los Angeles. With 54% taxes. And they said a lot of other shit. Uh, I don't remember it verbatim, but I probably should just memorize it and recite it at times. But no, it I was think uh, what he was meant to say was like swamp ass because it was really hot in there. And instead of saying swamp ass, he somehow got to diarrhea butthole. Which, I mean, nobody likes dealing with swamp ass. It's not a good time. The worst. Get a little have... sweat down there. It's a little itchy. You're just like, oh, this is horrible. I need a portable bidet, dude. I fit my pocket and then it expands and grows and I just, my butthole gets a shower. Yeah, I think the U.S. could just use more bidets is really what you're looking at. I always hear Tokyo's like so clean and awesome. You think they just have bidets everywhere, dude? Oh, no doubt about it. <sighs> I want to go to Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. I would. Public restroom, just butthole shower. <laughs> I think they do. I'm pretty sure they do. Like hotel rooms have like the crazy ones. I'm pissed. I'm a, <laughs> let's go live in Tokyo, dude. Yeah. All right. So New York, they get top six um, alongside Ultra. Moving on, we had a, a pretty good matchup: Optic versus Surge. Uh, Optic, they finish fourth. Um, and I think the story for Optic was similar to New York uh, throughout the hard point or throughout the weekend. Hard points two and four, one and three in control. This roster just never got back to what we saw in Major 1. I know they dealt with a lot, uh, and there was a lot to deal with. They were still 4-1 in Search and Destroy, which they, they showed great search all year, but it never translated back to the early optic at the first Major, where their control on Tuscan was unreal. They were winning Tuscan hard points. And due to that, their, their map pool got weak. Yeah, I wasn't smoking whatever you were. Uh, I, I didn't have them in a final. I, I, I just didn't thought they were going to get hot. I, I didn't think there was any chance they were doing better than Thieves or uh, FaZe. I, I thought, honestly, I thought a top three, top four is pretty solid finish. Considering the year they've gone through and where I didn't have higher expectations than that, they basically lost the two teams that I thought were the favorites and then a Seattle that got hot. I, I mean, I know if you are optic, you're not pleased. Bro, that lineup, dude. Let's talk about that surge matchup, man. I mean, a couple of things. You had the lineup, and then kind of what I talked about with the Berlin Hardpoint, they're up like 70, 80 points. So I talked to the observers about the lineup, and because we were watching it back in the green room, because he threw like a dead nade, so I didn't think the nade exploded. I was kind of curious how he like shot two bullets and it ended. But I think Skump never healed from the one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. Pred. And then we didn't see it, but Sib, before he died, got shots into Dashi. So, like, Dashi was weak, too, but I think a little more health than Skump. So, I think it was one bullet Skump, two bullet Dashi, done. So, that's why I was just like, 
Three bullets. Done. You want to know what really... I, I know it's tough in that moment. But, like, a lot... When I watch, like... Because I walk around during matches when I'm casting, just, like, listening to dugouts and coaches and stuff. One thing Cap with the Thieves was huge on was, stun, like, stun nades, stun nades. Like, I don't want you to die with nades in your hand. That'll piss me off. He's got... I, I think Seth has both of them at the end. And it's, like, tough because... You know in a one-on-one, -on -one, you don't want to get caught tossing one. But I'm just thinking if he somehow just, like, throws a stun up there, it's probably over. It, it is tough because that's, like, how I mean, many... There's, there's, like, so many options. That yes. could have, there's so many things he could have probably done. How, how many times just playing Warzone or playing multiplayer where it's, like, that you get somebody so weak, you're like, oh, nade. But their only play really is to ego shall you. And shall you just it? get fried. Yeah. And you're like... Yeah, but even if the stun hits... Dashy probably pushes it, and yeah. he probably, he can't heal yet. That's the only thing. He, he can't heal due to the stun. Those, it takes long. It takes long to, to get your health back in that game, which is why Dashy died. Uh, but, I mean, who knows what happens? I don't, you know, I don't know if they would have carried the momentum in the game four. But even the game four, I mean, you're up like 90. You have the streak on Illy, and he calls it in at, I think it's P3. And I was like. Oh, well, that's the hard point. They're just like famously bad at. You talking Berlin? Yes. Yeah, that they're just horrible at that. I don't. I don't know if they just drink right before it rotates every time or what the case is. But they they just feel like never really told that. I mean, same. Well, for, yeah. Or, wait, I mean, am I thinking for the dagger? Am I confused right now? Is that no, the no, messing no, no, no. picture? No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you, I mean, that was like, but yes that to, to your point like they were going for the throat like they're probably comms or let's use it here get a pick on the guy in the back and then maybe we win but it didn't happen uh and then i mean you don't have anything to use p4 p5 like they weren't playing like very scrappy towards the end and then they lose that p1 rotation and we saw that all all the time and then again like the map pool thing like you could just see it unraveling you could see it unraveling where, like, this is a map we play a lot. We don't have a, a lot of sort of match experience. When uh, What do we got to do here? And I don't know if the comms were really happening like that. Can I go on a quick Maven tangent? Mm -hmm. I know you'd prefer score streaks to kill streaks, obviously. But I just miss, whether it's, like, superpowers or a good streak, like, I just miss when like somebody popping off meant like you have your moment or you're going to change the game. And, and this year's just glides were just whatever, man. Like you got one, maybe I, I just, I don't know. Hope going forward. We at least have like your basic two streaks that are solid. Yeah. I would hope so. Mave. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I know, you never know. No, there's issues with competitive side and stuff. I don't, I don't, I just want big plays and crazy moments. I just feel like glide rarely led to shit. Well, I, I think what you're saying is there were just no streaks to use. That was the issue. There weren't any other streaks. Okay, I just want a game that has streaks that can be used, okay? What yeah, because the strafing run killed your teammates, and it was, what, a five streak? <laughs> and then I think the only option after a glide was, like, an artillery bombardment, which okay. went off for, like, a minute. Yeah, Tash would run right through that, dude. Win the game. So, I, I, I don't even know. No, I, yeah, I hear you. I just am thinking well, about. Well, the like, problem is, is now we're going into a game. I, I doubt we're going to score streaks. I, I don't. Maybe we'll have the option, but I mean, yeah. MW was like, "Yeah, we're going back to kill streaks." 
it's like, don't get me wrong, it's cool to see. I, I'm down for just kind of old fashioned COD. I mean, it, or like more I'm vanilla, in, but whatever, like breaking. I agree. And stuff there like, should be another one. There should be a hellstorm and a lightning strike. It's just that it's like, as a commentator, it's just like, you know, it's a story. The person plays, they make the plays, they get those streaks, and then like you're like, when's it coming? Like when when it, when are they changing the shape of this game? And it's just not really a thing. And I don't like that. I mean, the guard bomb is still effective. He just decided to use it at P3 no, where no. it was ineffective. <laughs> no, no, you're, yeah, yeah. To your point, yes. But you know what I mean. It's just like it didn't feel like it usually changed the game that much. Sometimes though. No, I, I, I think it was very important in a lot of in a lot of like smaller moments, but yeah, not to the yeah. to the level of a uh, lightning strike or a hellstorm literally killing multiple people and yeah. everyone going nuts. Um, hundred percent. So, uh, I mean, another surprising thing, I, I mean, they lost all the response to LA Thieves in, in Seattle, and Shotzi just, he has a, I think, a .65 in hardpoint over the week. Um, I mean, this was a, for a little bit, MVP candidate. I don't, I don't know. It just felt like he never got back to that. It, yeah, I mean, that's... But there were uh, moments, there were moments, I think, in Search... You played the best hardpoint team in Seattle at the event. You played Thieves, the best respawn team. I'm not saying it excuses the 0.65 because you have the roster and often you should be able to battle those teams. But to be fair, you, you, you played, I, it was two of the top three teams and they were on it and respawn. So I guess I'm not surprised to see that considering how it went for Seattle and Thieves actually just drop kicked them in the fucking teeth. All right, let me get rid of the let me get rid of the thieves match because you have the ability to do that, right? I'll exclude that. Okay. Even if you take that out versus Toronto, New York, and Seattle, that's including two wins. You have a point six nine. So it didn't really change. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a one map difference. You're talking hard point. But yeah. I guess I was more thinking about the fact. You're right, that one two match. I was thinking about Seattle and Thieves. I'm like, yeah, those are two tough matches in respawn, but nothing. I mean, it doesn't excuse a player his caliber at a 0.65. Well, it's just, I mean, this team had to get better in respawns. Like that, like the prep leading up to champs was all about respawns, right? Like they knew they were going to be great in search. They have been. They were this weekend. They were clutching up. They win game fives. Their one match versus Seattle or one map they win is, is search. Sure. I, I don't know. It's just, Here's the Twilight Zone, bro. Bay's not good at search. Optic's not good at respawns. We were in the fucking Twilight Zone this year. Like, was it a, a Twilight Zone, or did we... Was it just, just the Optic we know always happens, which is really good early on? I, I guess, for me, I was expect. I know... I, okay, maybe we'll, we'll never know, truly, the impact of the injury and how it affected their entire year. Yeah. But I guess, for me, adding Illy, Shotzi, and Rambo... To lead up to this, I guess I was just expecting, even if they get fourth, I, I, I was expecting better respawn. That's fair. Yeah, I guess I don't think the, the finish as a whole looks that bad to me, but when you say that, yeah. Especially just, dude, the Thieves series was just... That is one of the biggest ass whoopings I've ever been, I've ever seen between like two top teams at a champs. I, I am sure someone could tweet me something comparable, but that was not competitive. And you would think just with that lineup, like at the bare minimum, you're competitive. You might lose a 3-0 series. Not going to win everything, but you think you'd be competitive. Not just 
bend over and get spanked. Well, that's that too. I mean, that's just sort of the uh, they don't play Tuscan control. They had to play Yabutu versus Thieves, right? I mean, they don't have the option. Of, they weren't playing Berlin. That's uh, just a another one. Like yeah, oh. that Berlin that Berlin map pool. I don't know. Just really, really hurt them throughout the year. But you know, after your fourth, um, pro definitely not the the finish they were looking for. Uh, moving on to uh, a surge who finished top three. I mean. This team was a part of the craziest game, maybe craziest match you and I have ever casted in winners round uh, two versus phase. They lose in a game five. Was that around 11? It was, right? Yeah, it was around 11. They were nine and one in hard point, but they were two and four in search and one in, or two and five in search and one and four in control. Uh, they had some issues. They had some problems. But they were insane in, in Harpoint. They were fun to watch. Every match with them was exciting. I don't know if it's because I was like so hot day one or like us being part-time this year or what it was. But like when I first got to like champs, like, I don't know, day one, I was just like, didn't really feel like I was at champs yet. I don't explain it. Like I had fun commentating stuff. So didn't really feel like I was at champs yet. And then that one like took me back to, I, I tweeted the video not that long ago, but, like the Slack Slam, like that, that, that day, Black Ops 4 champs, like that match took me back to just like, that was a treat. I don't know how many times I looked over, like Ethan, our producer, texted me after, he's like, you're having fun, huh? Because I think I, 20 times to Joe when we were at break, I was like, I'm having so much fun. Dude, I'm having so I, I was just, I was, I, was having, I was having a blast. Like I love, listen, I, I know Joe and our good commentators, not to like be a douchebag, like we're good at what we do, but when it's like good gameplay like that, it makes our jobs so easy and so fun. It, if I could just cast that shit all the time, oh my god! I <laughs> yeah, you could just guarantee that all the time. Yeah, we, <laughs> we that'd be great. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, it was just it was uh, like you don't sometimes when I cast, especially like when we cast the online league, like I'd have to drink like, a bunch of caffeine and stuff just to be able to handle it because online casting online, my god, sucks. That mm. like I don't care if I had just woken up from a nap two minutes earlier. Like I was going to be twisted by the end of that map one like dude it was just so good it was so good um it was yeah I, i'm trying to think there was one series i think jack and i casted it was not at a champs but i think lg was in it and there was a 250 249 like a 250 247 something like two hard points like that in one series i i can't remember one was london docks the 250 249 i can't remember the exact series but like that there are very few that I've casted where it's like both our points are just like that, man. Like where I'm just like, I'm going to lose my voice this weekend. It's just, just screaming. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, they go on a bit of a run. I, I thought this was going to be someone else to do this. Uh, again, I wasn't quite sure just after the last major that we saw Seattle surge, but they just, yeah, they looked in fine form. Um, Mac, when he was playing at his best, that's when this team was different. I think you saw that. As, as good as Pred was in those clutch moments, uh, him and Sib, like Mac was the difference maker for them. Uh, and being that difference maker, I'll just put it out there in search. Where they were 2-5, and 8-0.56. Control, when they were 1-4, is a .65. Like, and I know they lose to face twice, but... You can't rely on one game mode. No, 100%. But, like, you know, we're gassing Pred so much for the clutch moments. But, like, Mac was that guy, too, in the clutch. Yep. Like, and that, that is... All, we were watching Pred's POV and, like, hyping Pred because that's kind of what we were seeing. And he was getting big kills. But, like, in the Tuscan clutch, 
Mac was just as important, uh, whether it was a P5 or P1, he had multi kills. If you look back oh. to the what the Berlin control um, in the series, was this verse optic, which he went like a 12 and one over a stretch to like clutch for oh, them. That was yeah, that was was so, like yeah. Mac, Mac had a lot of like clutch moments too. Um, Pred just got a lot more gas because Pred was just, you know, he had his off map from time to time, but for the most part, he was just consistent. He's a monster. Uh, Mac. Mac might just be one of those players, man. That's just what he is. I, I don't know what it is or why that exists, but it, it has existed in every major sport. Well, I think, I mean, okay, let's think of like major sports, like streaky is a thing. Like, uh, I don't know, baseball with hitting, you know, it's really streaky, obviously. Uh, basketball shooting, like mm-hmm. people are streaky. It just feels like that is, that's just, that's just him. He's hot, he's cold. No, 100%. But I, I think uh, you can see the difference. In, um, the other player I want to talk about just a little bit is accuracy, because I think, the first match, first phase, he gets fried. Like, he gets destroyed, and everyone's like, you know, it's your fault. You lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he went minus 28. He had a point six seven. After yeah. that, he really turned it around. Now, I, listen, I, I'm sure he could have played better, done a lot better, but I think people were sitting there, like, worried that that was kind of the level he was playing at. Um, but even the second series versus phase, he played much better. Um, so props to him. Yeah, like, he had a one uh, in their 3-1 loss. Uh, where that's where Mac did like kind of get fried. It just felt like there was always one player, like similar to where FaZe, they just they always had one in like the final, just get absolutely f- kind of fried. Uh, Surge went in their losses. One player just kind of got, got torched. Well, accuracy, listen, I-, I was so happy he found this team because I think he's got an incredible mind for the game. He has his clutches. Um, he's just someone, I don't know, he's a vet. I just like to see him succeed. But there were times he was exposed this year. I, I-, I remember back to like a, I think it was a Tuscan control and I gave him a little tra- trash talk in an interview. I probably shouldn't have, but like he he was like 11 and 35 or something. Dash, he has had his way with him. Like any, it, it's just, the fact is he, he is a good player, but sometimes when it is like a, he's in constant one-on-ones with a dashy or a cell or someone like that. I, I just don't know that he's at the stage of the career to win that consistently, but to be fair, not many people are, but sometimes he would, yeah. he would get exposed a little bit, but I think he, to your point, yeah, kind of, kind of like our season phase we'll talk about. Like there were times where those players need to step it up, and they really did. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, phase finished third. Quite a roller coaster of a year. Obviously, the major three win kind of puts a stamp on it. I think a top three of champs shows you the potential of of Preda and Sib just in, in what those two can do. Uh, will be an interesting roster in the off season to watch because I think there's a lot of ways it could probably go. I could see like Pred and Sib finding, I don't know their contracts. I'm just speaking as if they, if maybe they are free, they're definitely going to be hot prospects for maybe teams trying to, who are close to a title that could add them. Yeah. Or I could see Seattle being a, very much a place where people want to go because those two are there. Listen, they think about what Seattle surge was when it started the league. It was mm-hmm. a it was a org that clearly came in with a, a very cool brand. Um, they threw money around to build that team with App and Damon and all that, and they've kind of been a meme uh, for the most part. I think for the CDL, like they they it, we were lucky if they were winning a map sometimes. Like it, it sort of became this big meme of disappointment and being overhyped and whatnot. And this year they put them on the map. And that's the way I see it. Like you got these rookies, you got this team. It it sort of like made Seattle Surge like not a laughing stock, hundred percent. Yeah, which I think is awesome. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. So uh, great year for them. See how it goes. Then we get to the final. The final, the final. Uh, LATs versus FaZe. Uh, we'll just touch on FaZe first. What was their hard point win rate over the year? Do you have that in front of you? Uh, I can pull it Could up you? quick. Yeah. Team stats, Vanyard. I know search over the was year. ass, but weren't their respawns both around like 65, 70%? Try to guess. Um, so they were 43 and 28 without champs. You include champs, they were three and seven. So, so they 40, were like 46 and 35 on the year. 43 and 28. So what's 43 divided by 43 divided by 71? That's like what? It's around a 60% win rate, unless I don't understand how math works. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, so usually, yeah, 60, 70%, somewhere in there, you're good. I was very surprised to see a three and seven. <laughs> That's what I was gonna get to. Like that listen, they, they've thrown away some hard points they are a dumb 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 team sometimes or they, they're very frustrating to watch with the talent they have when it comes to hard point like they just do some stuff and i'm like i was talking to i was talking to chris at one point he's like he's like they, they started strong side berlin on something he's like we're like undefeated in scrim starting strong side but they just didn't do the break off that we practice every day it's like imagine this the caliber of this team those four players and they just did a different break off it's just funny to think about but I don't know what was going on at hard point, but that, that surprised me. Oh uh, yeah, I, and, I mean yeah. three and seven and one and three versus LA Thieves. So if you take Thieves out of it, they're still two and four. Yeah, some of those were against Seattle, who I'm sure. Oh, I oh, mean, a two you know. Seattle. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, four of their series. It's just like one of those things where I don't know. It's fifty percent. Maybe this is a different different discussion. Uh, they did show a, a little bit of a better search and destroy. They were five and four over the tournament there, four and two in control. I think you saw Cell, B Cell, have some ridiculous stats. But I will say, what series was it when he has like a one point? Is that versus Thieves in the winner's final? I'm not, okay. I'm not educated Listen. enough to talk about this topic, but I don't know. Okay, dude, how in the hell? Okay, as a player. I, I like, uh, you know, we've sort of alluded to this. Okay, this is the hard point versus Thieves. They played twice. This guy has a 1.72 in hard point. Tim's got a 0.67. RCS has a 0.8. And Abizi has a 0.93. And he's got a 1.7. And like, obviously, you can't be mad at the man for that. You got like, what are you supposed to say to the guy? But I'm just wondering as a player, I I've always been a system guy. I think you could see that with like Cap, he's the same way. I think something's wrong here. I don't want to say he's Killhorn. He's playing his spots obviously very well. He's probably winning his ones. But I just think at a whole, their system was probably not where it needed to be. If someone's got a one seven and no one, everyone else is negative. It's it's one of the two things to me. Either. I mean, he was the MVP. Either Cell is God. And, like, even when people are in the blender, you know, he's holding his spots, getting to a power spot, waiting for them to come back, and never getting that, staggered and playing let smart. Me, let me say, that's also or, not easy to do. Like, when your team's no, getting shit on, it's not, like, I, always easy to, like, find success. Or, uh, every now and then, there's some kill horn going on. I, I, I playing his life a little too hard type thing. Yeah, I don't even know if it's, like, him necessarily trying to kill horror it goes back to his whole thing that's like what no no when i don't want to die no free kills has been his motto all year no free kills no free kills like no one i don't care if it's scrim no free kills like he is gonna fight 
every gunfight like it's his last type attitude is what he's had so it, it just it might be might just be that um i listen i'm just not a cod mastermind someone that is much smarter than i would have to go through and watch him on the minimap every single game and see if there's I mean, it's really time. only hard point everywhere else yeah. like was kind of fine and everyone was 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 pretty even and I mean, they they had a lot of close hard points. It's it's not like they were getting shit on in hard points. Um, it was just a it's just one of those things where it's like, an how does stat. he have that? Like, dude, we're, we're yeah, watching. Like, there was a game what? where they were down like a hundred in a hard point. I'm like, how is Cell twenty one and eight? <laughs> yeah, like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from Cell. Cell, no, 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 no. Cell no, no. is either. Like, Cell is that's disgusting. the point, though. It's like, what are you supposed to tell the guy? He's got a one five. I, I you know what I mean. But I guess we're just wondering where there are spots where he could have maybe been a little bit more aggressive to help him. I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I'm thinking probably, but it's just it's just it's just not a normal thing. It's not to be getting smoked no. like that. And then someone's almost got a two. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not a thing. Yeah. Um, I will say RCD's, I think, like really outside of the final played. Uh, this was a much better tournament from him, like just throughout the entire thing outside of the final. Like he was great in some of those respawns you saw a bz but there was one player and i didn't really think i was ever going to say this but I mean, sim statistically was was not great um especially if you focus in on the final well pretty much got torched that's sort of been it's like what this so when we were first watching um let's go back to the day one basically this game we were first watching scrims with Chris and he was just sort of saying like Cell's kind of the guy right now. Like Cell is Cell is frying. Um mm -hmm. and he was kind of saying to us watching the scrim, he's like, Simp needs to be more of a route guy. He is filling gaps. Um, he's not really taking over like the God role right now. It's kind of kind of what Chris said to us at the beginning of the title. Um, I was like, okay, but like he's simp, like he'll still fry. But and you know, you'll watch the map sometimes and he is making the right plays. He's a very smart player, but it wasn't a good year for him. I mean, statistically, it just it just wasn't. Um, I, I mean, he. Uh, I don't know about okay. that. Okay, okay. Like, uh, someone for, put, for not, his standards. Oh, 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 oh. I, I'm just saying, like, someone. Put, I, I'm pretty sure someone put out stats that, like, it, it might have been breaking point, like before MVPs got announced. He was still like a top three sub, or something stats wise, or top four sub. Yeah, okay, then maybe this is just coming from me. I'm just saying, my it head, wasn't like, like this simp we know, but I yeah. think stats-wise, if you really hone in on it, he was still, like, right there. It's just the guy that walked into his first CWL London, dropped the 1.25, was the MVP, and hasn't looked back. I, I guess if you're just used to him being the best player on the map at most times, like, that wasn't this year. So then I, I guess we kind of go to the question, right? Like. Obviously, it's going to be different next year. This team's going to stick. It just will. It better, um, or someone's dumb as shit. No, no it, it will. Maybe they try to build a system again around sort of him. Maybe just the game will. Right? Yeah, yeah it's just like, it just felt like where it was always about the tiny tears, tiny tears, tiny tears. What Simp and Abizi were doing. And there were moments be like, like Vanguard. that here. It was it was it was the cell show a lot, and yeah. maybe that's just because of the title. Maybe that's some dynamic they need to figure out. Um, 
And maybe this goes back to what we were saying with Sullivan. Maybe the way he's playing sometimes is, I don't know, leaving some out to dry. I, I don't know. But I, it's just, I, I do think, I've said this before, I'm sticking with it even after this, after this year. I think Simp is the most talented player I've ever watched. When you combine, like, gun skill and just his brain on the map, I think he is a god. Yeah. And, and maybe that's, like, he's, like, so, like, he wants to put his team in a, in a position to win. He was doing more dirty knows, work than normal, a thousand percent. Right, he, he's just sort of like, all right, I'll do this. I'll, I'll be the one to take this route. Yeah. I'll take this long route. I mean, a lot of the times when we watched him, he was that guy having to do that. Well, that's why we Maybe asked Chris not... in the one scrum we watched. Like, I was literally watching him just hike around the map by himself, trying to find holes and flip spawns. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't want. He didn't like, take a like, gun. What fight. the fuck are we watching? Yeah, he didn't take a gunfight for 45 seconds. I was just watching him manipulate <laughs> spawns. I'm like, well, it's fucking simple. What's he doing right now? Just go shoot people. <laughs> but like, uh, you want to know what's yeah. actually interesting? I noticed this uh, throughout the week. We talked about the third auto. A lot of the times, the person to pull out a third auto for phase was a BZ, which is why his stats were a lot better. A lot of the times, it was him. He was running the third auto. Yeah. That's uh, on the Berlins, it was him. I mean, this is the most call call the auto what you want. It's it's an AR, but it's like a do it all at times. But this is the most AR heavy COD that I've ever casted. Like if you talk through till the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, I how many maps did we have where it was typical one AR three subs running around? Like a lot of maps, like crazy. It's a weird year. It is. And that that that's probably a big part of it, man. It's just a very AR heavy, weird ass game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a bit of a slow start for them in the final. Uh right, they go down 04. I think the tipping point for me was probably that Tuscan hard point. Uh, I think Thieves, I, I'm going to give them props. I thought they played the final and where they put maps really well. Putting two Gavutus early, and here's why. If you start off on like a Tuscan or a Berlin, you have a lot of engagements, a lot of gunfights. Maybe you just get hot if you're phase, right? Like you're just piecing people up. Gavutu is a much slower sort of routes, kind of our system versus your system. And they came out on top early. Like, because what I'm saying is if if they win, like, I don't know, a couple of early maps, then you go to, to a Gavutu hardpoint, like map four, you know, phases maybe uh, you know, up to one, maybe there's a better shot for them to win that because they're warmed up and they're just kind of the, the, they're in that sort of flow state. Well, that's the advantage, at least to my understanding of coming from winners, you really dictate the beginning of the series. Uh, at least is how it's broken out to me. Maybe you have choices there, but... Really, you determine how it starts. That's why even when they were like, when phase was down like 03, I was still like, it's possible. I think it was when I hit 04 that I was like, all right. Well, the touch hard point was kind of like your, yeah, your kind of the start of some of your better maps. Yeah, that's that's where it like started to look better for phase 100%. But yep. I mean, dude, they they have a, if it's not like, it's just little things, man. Like if, if a BZ didn't get that auto mantle and control, Gavutu, who knows? I mean, maybe he still would have died. Maybe he could have finessed till they got there. I, I, I don't know. He wasn't in a good spot, but I don't know if he dies there. Then yeah, control. Yeah, round yeah, five. He just like mantled up, and I, maybe it changed nothing. But it looked dumb as shit from the POV I was well, watching. Auto like, mantled. Yeah, yeah he auto mantled and got smoked. And then you know, there's the round where he like jumps outside the map. I think on Tuscan. Um, that round they might win, they might win that search. Um, Thieves is the better team 100%, but there were a couple, there were a couple little moments where that could have gone nine or something, man. Like that, that really had potential to be like an all time series. Um, mm. I just hate auto mantles. Like that one really just, I, it, the I mean, second I saw, hot, second I, saw I was like, he, to get hot. I was like, he fucking auto mantled. That's all I could say. I was like, he fucking auto mantled. 
Yeah, oh. it started to get hot. I mean, they won Berlin control, which is a huge surprise, right? Just but we talked about Berlin, Berlin, Berlin for thieves. I mean, I'm winning that round offense, five. Right? Four or five. Yeah, Octane, Octane County off right. You could see the end of Gav control. I said this to Mason. I didn't say this to Nade. The end of Gav control. I was like, Abizi and Simp are starting to play really well. I was like, this is going to turn into a series. And I thought they were going to take over and win the Tuscan Hardpoint. When they lost that, I was like, all right. This is this is over. Like I just knew it was kind of done. Um, Abizi still played exceptional. Uh, they won the Bocage and won Berlin, but yeah, I mean for Phase another second. I I gotta tell I gotta tell people watching this real quick. Oh, I I thought it was funny. So Joe watches you know all of it with Nate, and Joe becomes Nate's like lucky charm. Like Nate wouldn't let him move. Joe was like his rabbit's foot, right? I wanted a series. Listen, Nate's my boy. We've been friends for a long time. I don't give a fuck. I wanted a good series. So I saw Nate in the hallway, and it, it was 04. I go, Nate, man, it would fucking suck to lose five straight, right? The look he gave me. Dude, the look. He, he was I, like, why the fuck would you say that? He was pissed. He was pissed. <laughs> and, like, looking back, he's my friend. Maybe maybe shouldn't have done it. But, like, in my head, I'm like, I just want a good series. I, I, I don't care what it takes. But, no, I, I was messing with him. And, dude, he was not playing around. I, he, I'm surprised not he didn't playing. spear me, honestly. That look you was like the look scary. he gave me. Because well, like I was like, you know, I said this on stream. I was just like, you know, I was wanted to hang out with Mason and, and Jack and Matt. And I was like, all right, Matt, like, where do you want to go sit? You want to sit with the guys or uh, you know, with them? And Jack's family was in town. And he's like, no, I want to sit like literally point like third row. I was like, okay. And I figured like maybe a map or two, and then he would just get annoyed or whatever. But he's like, no, we're not. Nobody's fucking moving. I was like. All right, nobody's moving. So let's talk yeah. about that now. I mean, Eve's winning. I mean, I, there are so many. There's so many things about this that are awesome. Um, whether it's, you know, you heard Matt's speech on stage. Just how much it meant to him. Um, if you guys, you guys don't know Matt like we do. Mm -hmm. Matt, when it comes to like the team and like his emotions, and he's a psychopath. Uh, he he just dude. He's an emotional guy, and it, it has been well, up and just, down with his team. Wants to he win. cares so much. He just cares yeah. so. It's like it's like a dad watching their like kid play or something. My dad always said what? it was harder to watch me play than was for him to play college basketball. Harder for him well, to watch me. Yeah. Like he went through it. It's just, dude. I, I think too. I think for like him and Hector, they do everything else really, really well. Right, like content and the creators that they own, the content they make. What do you dude? The one thing that, like, for a while, that you could, they, I don't know, like, when people talk shit to him, as oh, this team's trash, or this team's trash. Like, when he wins, like, he lets the whole world know. Because when they don't win, He's they it. hear it the most. All the time. So, like, I just think that's a huge part of it was, like, they were critiqued from, from the start. Well, I mean, this, this roster, and we saw last year. I mean, everyone was just joking about, oh, it was JK, I'm going to drop this time. I was people have the like shortest term memory. Like I, I was arguing with someone because I still think when you talk regular season, not champs, I, the best team for me was face. There's no argument. They they literally just got top two, highest average placement, most points in the CDL. I don't care if they didn't win one. There were four different winners. No one was consistent. I had people like, oh well, thieves. You know, they, what's uh, second at the kickoff and uh, they uh, or whatever they got. They win the kick. No, what they get at the kickoff? Third, second. Uh, second. 
second, I think. Anyway, they did that the kickoff and they Top won. The, they won the last yeah. major. I'm like, are we ignoring the rest of the year where <laughs> everyone was calling for a team change and to like blow this team up? This was like, yeah, it looks real good now that they won major four and champs. <laughs> sure, it looks fucking great. But if you go back a couple months, they were going through it, and like I just feel like people don't realize like it wasn't good. Like they they were stressed and they were it, it, things yeah, were clicking. Uh, and Kenny was switching and. Top six major one, top eight major two, and then they got fourth major three. They started looking a little better. What was the kickoff though? Was it second or third or something? Is that in there? Um, kickoff they got uh, third, fourth. Yeah, they third lost fourth. to Ultra, I think, in the semis. Okay, so yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a good year until the last couple weeks to a month. So I'm just happy for him because I know with Kenny switching roles, um, and we knew we knew how good Kenny was. And I feel like Kenny just. And uh, Sam that actually the, was the, that was the hardest thing, just like uh, seeing the outcry to drop Kenny. I was like, yeah, these people are so silly. Yeah, but I'm gonna just let them do their thing. I'm gonna let them do their thing. It is what it is. Like, uh. I don't think it was like Thieves fans as much as that was Optic fans because <laughs> Optic fans hate Kenny and Optic because they shit on them for years. Like, they, they don't, like these are the players that love to play Optic and have bodied them in the past. I just feel like there's probably some animosity towards a player like Kenny, or I feel like it always, anytime like Kenny is down, it just feels like there's this large percentage just want to drop kick him while he's down. And I guess for us, he's just a fan of how talented he is. We're just like, he's going to figure it out eventually. And he sure as hell did, man. He, well, it's also just how smart he is. And I think that's really underappreciated uh, of Ken. Um, He's a, you know, he he knows how to how to win. Like we saw it his Jedi. first year. He's a Jedi. Yeah, and I think like obviously with Cold War, he wasn't. I mean, they weren't great. He was still just kind of insane, even with an AR. But yeah, it took some time. He said it. It just took a little bit more time than they wanted to with him playing as a sub. He had to catch up. Uh, he obviously gets back to back MVPs, and I think the MVP, you know, I don't know. You probably could have picked anyone at, at champs. It really doesn't matter, like, the way they played. Uh, I think if you look at, like, the final, I think Envoy had incredible clutch moments. I think Octane was unbelievable throughout the week. But Ken was just so important. Like, he was, you know, first breach, he had 14 in their game fives. Like, I, he had some unreal, unreal plays. The, the YY thing is always, like, annoyed me a little bit because we've seen him get caught. But I won't forget, it was Berlin search, I think. And he was at the, what's the outer site, A? B. B. God, I don't know why I was mixed that. B. He was, he was, was like, the, right. the, the water side one. And it, it, in my head right now, I can't picture it. But oh, wait. anyway. Uh, what map? Uh, Berlin. Oh, okay. Anyway, he, he's, he like hops out, YY's like six times and spits on someone that shot first. <laughs> oh, and yeah, I was oh, like, yeah. I was like. Oh, okay, do whatever you want. <laughs> I was like, dude, he just, dude, he like literally did like six YYs, just perfectly came out of it and fried somebody. And I was like, all right, whatever, man. Do, do your thing. Yeah. Um, but I think after round one, the, the opt they just showed, we said it like, I saw it at Major Ford. I was like, they just looked better. They looked better than everyone. They had an understanding of the game that I don't think anyone else did. And the fact is, is, I talked so much about respawns and these guys go six and one in search. That was it. I mean, if you're not beating that team in search, you're fucked. Everyone else got fucked. <laughs> Honestly, that's the simplest way to put it. They weren't losing searches. Yeah, they were probably the only, I'd have to look, look back at it, but 
from teams that won, they were probably like the most balanced across modes, I would think. Because mm -hmm. I feel like, it, uh, I, I have to go look at it, but I, I feel like a lot of times throughout the year, teams were lacking specifically in one mode like really bad. That was just a good balanced effort. Uh, I mean, their worst is three and two in control, which is still, that's good enough. That's one time good enough to win a tournament. Lights out in yeah. the other two. Like, they were just real balanced. Yeah. And I, I'm excited for the future of this team. Like, good luck to everybody else. Like, if this roster sticks, which of course they will, and phase stick, like, whew. yeah. And that's the other, like, this team, like, I mean, another tournament where almost all of them have over a one in every mode. Like, uh, Octane had Octane moments as a main AR. Kenny would have stub. But the other two as well, like Draza was, Draza just, he loves COD. Like, people don't know, like, the guy loves COD. The guy, like, Eric has, has told me stories, like, Mud Dog, like, he just loves playing the game so much. Like, he knows everything. When he's not practicing, the guy's literally wagering with his girlfriend. Do you want to talk about this stuff with him at the end of the match? What? I mean, sure. I, I do want to give one more uh, props to Envoy. Just for all the clutches he had, but also just like, you know, the kind of what we saw, like transfer, like him and him and Kenny's teamwork seemed to be just unbelievable as subs. Well, I, he just seemed to be more of a player within the system than a guy running off trying to make a play, which I think is what we saw a lot from him in years past. Like, yeah, we plan to have one of these guys on hopefully next episode. Uh, and that, yeah. that'll probably, I, I, that's something I want to cover. Like, are we talking out of our ass? Was that true? Like, how are some of those bigger conversations? But uh, it, yeah. to me, yeah, I, I want to hear 100% whoever we have on, like, hear their opinion. But mm -hmm. it didn't feel like they were doing anything special per se. They just were in their spots. Their comms were incredibly good. Their teamwork was just fantastic. And part of that probably, I mean, the reason they got through the tough times and this probably, got the comms and like chemistry to that point is probably some of it's just probably their relationships. We've talked about it before, dude, they're in the back, all four of them playing league together. And like, they're just vibing. Like, I think they all just really like each other and not that it's not true of other teams, but I know when oh, I go into their practice stuff. room yeah. versus others, like they are just boys. It seems like, but I want to talk about the Draza thing. So after, after they won, I think the first thing Draza did was he basically stood up, flicked off the face side. And then oh. afterwards, he quote tweeted a tweet from January, I believe, uh, <laughs> towards Simp and just said, like, thanks for the ring or something like that. Um, yeah. I don't want to be wishy-washy here, but I'm going to say that I'm good with both sides of this in the sense of I love storylines and trash talk. I don't give a fuck how far it goes. I love it. <laughs> Simp and him going at it is going to lead to me caring more about that matchup down the road. And that is why I am good with it. But... Simp replied, like, win with some class. At the same time, yes, I get that. They have been on top. Yes, they have shot bodies from time to time. But for the most part, they have shit on the entire Call of Duty planet for years. Mm -hmm. And they've mostly just done it with class. Chilled out. Yeah. yeah. And you can, you, I'm sure there are some moments where I'm full of shit. But, like, for the most part, they've been, they've been good. It's so like, I get from their side, they just lost. Apparently, RC's had kind of a, just a tough year in general. You're frustrated. You just lost the big one. It's been a year of second places. I'm sure that behavior was like, all right, dude. <laughs> but yeah, not to just be lukewarm. I'm good with both sides of it. I am. I'm whatever. I'm good with it. I mean, honestly, Josh has been doing this. I mean, he kind of. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, 
he's him. I mean, the fact is, too, like, when you're like this, you put a bigger X on your back. People are going to want to beat the shit out of you. I mean, that's just it, like, in-game. But, like, you know, but he gets it. But I think he's probably his biggest critic. Like, if if you want to be this confident, just understand that it's going to come with conf- consequences. Like, that's that's it. I want this to be the WWE. I've said that a million times over the years. Like, I think we have the best personalities and players on the planet compared to some other esports. Um, mm-hmm. And there is a concern. You know, I don't really worry about when Scump retires in the sense of, like, who's next up the bat. Like, you know, there was a Jordan, then there was a Kobe, then there was a LeBron. Like, someone, someone, someone next comes. It just, it just happens. But in the sense of, like, the personality you have in somebody like Krem, there are, with some of the young players, I think people that have been hesitant to come out of their shells and maybe, I don't know why that is exactly, but it kind of feels that, that way with like the next generation. I am all about someone being that big person. I lose cannon saying whatever they want. Uh, yes, because mm-hmm. I think we need more of it. And when the big names retire, when the Krim and Skump and are gone, like we're going to need to fill that gap. At least I think so. That's, that's where we're the best at. So... Draws to say whatever you want. I think we've had a good amount of it, honestly. Um, The fact is, though, is FaZe has won a lot more than everyone else. So uh, that's just a part of it. Like, FaZe has just been doing their thing. And we just haven't had a ton of land the last couple of years due to, well, it started with COVID. True. But I think there are some big personalities that are going to need to be replaced in the coming years. And I could, I could, I wouldn't mind a few more draws, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we have storyline going into next year. Yeah. Between these top dollars, there you can see a final placement graphic, $1.2 million for Thieves. Uh, FaZe able to walk away with 650k surge as well. There's the breakdown. Uh, and this actually changed some things. You and I found uh, pretty crazy. Um, uh, Alec, yeah. Alec is now supposed like, you know, then maybe, the, maybe so, maybe not. But, you know, with the graphic we saw is RC's is now the number one most earning COD player of all time. Pretty, pretty, pretty wild. You talk about all the success that Krim has. I'm sure if you like inflated this shit, it would, it wouldn't look this close, but this is my man started finding some success at the right time. No, he really (laughs) did. And people forget that like, yeah, it's fun. They're playing a video game. It's career at the end of the day. You want to make money. Like I, what did somebody ask me? Like, Oh, overall of the year, would you, do you think, uh, what, how do you word it? Like, do you think, do you think Skump would rather be FaZe or Optic this year? FaZe! Like, yes, you won one event, but they won double the money and all those seconds, got to play to a Sunday, got to play in all those finals. Like, I think, listen, they might not admit it, but most players would want the FaZe here versus the Optic. Like, just winning one event and not being, com- like, doing much at the rest or, like, just being competitive through it all and battling, plus you won all that money. Like, Faze, the only one that made more was Thieves, I'm sure, but right behind that's going to be FaZe and overall earnings. It might be split, but like I don't know. I... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, what a weird You're year. Not dude. wrong. They try to catch J Cap in seconds in one year. Yeah, I'm looking at this like, what? This guy's won 1.2 million dollars. <laughs> Joe's still on the. I, I was in, I was in Leeds playing for 750 dollars in a Chipotle gift card. You're not wrong. We don't even really talk about the money anymore, which I, I kind of like, right? Because these guys are salaried very well, but there is still a lot of money to this when they're winning events. Well, I think with the whole franchise thing, you know, going like the North American sports route, do you talk about the prize pool for the Super Bowl, the World Series, the NBA championship? 
they have it, they it, have those yeah you win yeah you win a ton of money for winning those oh but like dude days it ever talked about no it's about it's about the trophy the prestige the winning and i think i don't know i guess i'm kind of torn on that with the future of esports whether i kind of want tough too when you have like the international it's like here's our world championship and they're like here's 30 million that was going to be my next point it's kind of it's kind of weird because like crowdfunding and like that whole side of it in in game like they're very they're not one-to-one but it's like i guess i don't know what i would prefer i guess i kind of like just sports in general where it's like yeah they have these big contracts and stuff but when it comes down to performance and stuff it's about the trophy right it's about it's about winning yeah You, you really talk about the other side of it but then again, you have TI. Yeah, it's like <laughs> international is insane. It's twenty thirty and seven billion dollars for. <laughs> if you don't know of uh, Dota two, they have their big event every single year. Their world championship is called the International. Um, they are the kings of crowdfunding. Uh, just so you are aware, the twenty twenty one International last year, uh, their prize purse was forty million dollars, in which the team that won won eighteen million dollars. Yeah, so they have something called the compendium, is it? The butcher that? Compendium, yeah. Compendium, compendium, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, something like that, which you buy in game. And people just buy it just to add to the prize pool. So Yeah, I don't know how much it costs. Let's say 25 bucks or whatever, but you get some stuff with it and it, you know, it goes towards the prize pool. And it's like a thing every year that people are like tracking it over like when it comes out versus like how it's, it, it's like a conversation I'll see all over Twitter, like how it's paced versus other years. And like every year I'm like, nah, it's not going up this year. Like no way it's going up this year. And then I'm like, oh shit, it just smashed it in two weeks. Like it, it's uh, it's crazy. Well, it is crazy. Um, Yeah, so we got, uh, yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, our, Another topic from Champs kind of talked about uh, crowd noise. Uh, I believe Adam oh, yeah. Apicella brought uh he had some tweets around i know that there was people worried about crowd mics i know there was talks around boots once again uh yeah boots are a no-go due to fire um like safety issues in most uh most cities and venues here was like the thing uh there is sand sound dampening uh booth wall will prevent the sound from hitting full force however even with boots you will still slash feel the roar yes i can say to that uh that is true uh, he then goes on to say the goal would be to have a roofless soundproof booth with speakers positioned over each player, pumping ambient white noise along the stage. Uh, over one, uh, why roofless? Complicated, he says. Every state, city, and venue has different regulations about what is required for safety for enclosed space spaces inside of a venue. Most will require you to install a sprinkler system and uh, sirens slash lights for emergency exits. This is not feasible for nomadic setups, aka we move this thing across cities. Uh, nothing will be soundproof until there's like a home. Um, and, and I'm going to just say this before we like maybe dive a little bit deeper. I think for those at home, crowd mics are pumped. Like it is much louder, I think, on broadcast than probably what players hearing. Because I've watched some like broadcast stuff. It, it, it's loud. It literally, you can literally hear like one human speak because it picks up a lot. I think I think I kind of brought Adam into this because I saw I saw Clay reply somebody I can't remember who the original tweet was but it was about uh, uh, the old soundproof sound dampening boxes and Clay replied um, oh, uh, bullshit excuse uh, it's just a money thing and I'm like all right Clay you got too big of a following for this to get traction that is horseshit so I replied to Clay and I was like 
pretty sure it's just been a it's a fire hazard thing and they're not actually soundproof and i added adam and then adam started getting a lot of tweets and he tweeted that out um i think the roar is what people don't really get like even if you don't hear it's not like you're hearing specific words up there you're not going to hear just, like oh and then thousands of people doing that it's just you can't like stop the roar even like the almost like a tremble like a vibration of it like it's it's like a sound wave like you you can feel it too it's not yeah. just, i don't know how to word it perfectly but like you can just feel it in oh, the it vibrates the building yeah yeah <laughs> so there's no like perfect thing i know i know joe's thing has always kind of been like just something i deal with right like it, major sports it's a different environment it happens in every game in every other esport it happens in sports that's... and that that's why temp i think temp tweeted what he was just sort of like why are we trying to ninja on land at champs or something like that? And I think in a I think in a perfect world, we all wish it wasn't a thing. But like, I want a loud crowd more than I give a shit about that. <laughs> to tell you that. No, no, but... no. Listen, like if people are just <laughs> screaming, he's diffusing. I yeah, see they be kicked out, out, and normally they yes. are, and they are. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like, <laughs> you're me. never going to stop that sort of loudness from a crowd. And again, in other games, like I know Kerrigan for FaZe in CS, he's like known for this. If the crowd is loud, he calls for a super cheesy strat. I'll just be like, well, five hit mid. Like he literally, he'll ask for crowd noise and then call a strat based off of it. It happens in every game in every esport. I'm not, I'm not saying... It's a good thing. Can there probably be some things done? I don't know. Maybe you, you know, it's a circle that starts to diffuse. Maybe you can somehow cover it or get rid of that. So people don't know how close that person is. The observing team obviously tries to get off that person. But like, let's not act like this isn't well, a part of the game. and hasn't been. Yeah, I mean, for a long time, when you're thinking major esports, it really is only an issue for CS and us, now, now Valorant. It's like a game mode thing it, it, our game mode yeah i guess game mode be the way to word it like if you are a league or a dota where you're seeing everything or like baron's on a timer or there's not really that i don't even know how you would describe it like this mystery or this secret thing that can go down i don't think that exists in a lot. Like, yeah, think it of like, like halo it doesn't lean in dota it doesn't lean in dota well it I'm, doesn't halo when a player has camo that's happened before there's been a roar of a crowd and a player shot I'm, at camo it has. It's happened in everything. Okay. All right. I was thinking it was more in like, like Dota, uh, it happens on ganks when a jungler is about to enter a lane. The crowd gets louder. Like, I, yeah. what are we talking about here? That's true. I guess I was thinking more just like it's like not an issue in like respawn or certain modes so much. It's like very specific to this one thing, which exists for like us in CS. But no, I, yeah, I guess you're right. I never really thought about that with like league, like the crowd roaring for like a gank. Yeah, it does happen. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. I mean, you'd, be, you'd be more knowledgeable than I am on that. So, all right, never mind. So, I, I mean, listen, like, I, do I think there should be things to, to I mean, try to stop it? Yeah, uh, of course. But, like, I just don't, I think it's players are just going to have to be prepared for it. It's a different environment. I, I mean, Christ, we used to play a game with different perks, and you'd go to a LAN and you wouldn't use like dead silence and respawns because you just couldn't sound whore as much. It's also a, an effect of it. We've had this effect for it's nine years. Yeah. I just, I don't, I guess I just don't really care that much. I mean, it oh, is, like when players it, are blatantly or people are blatantly trying oh. to help someone, I said, yeah, kick them out. Yes. When it's one person that's yelling specific stuff and trying to be heard, I don't even know if they can hear that voice, but when it's a whole crowd, like whatever, it is what it is. <laughs>
I am. This is what it is. We'll see if they can do anything on like the broadcast side. Like I said, maybe you stop that circle from showing. I don't really know. Um, we'll see what uh, production and maybe observers try to create for it. But would you even better. want that? Would you want to like ruin the spectator experience for that? Would you prefer that? Just out of curiosity, like ruining a hype of that moment for spectators versus the competitive integrity, I guess, of the sound. What would you choose? I might be going viewers. It's, t- it's tough. It's like yeah, it depends how it's done. Well, I, yeah, I think yeah. the simple thing, if, thinking about this right now, the simple thing would probably be to do it like Valence, yes, where you're the one because we have a silent diffuse. So the easiest thing would probably be to go back to an unsilent diffuse. So it had to go to a sound, which you have the pickup sound. There just needs to be a pickup sound. That's probably the easiest. So then you was, could fake it. Wasn't that a thing you heard it this year and then they got it changed? We usually, we normally play with silent diffuses. It hasn't always been, but that is probably your easiest solution. Yeah. But like, it takes away from those like 1VX ninja diffuses, right? Because yeah, there's obviously a noise. It's like, how many of those do you have a year? Correct. No, I mean, there could be a ton of other outplays. There is in CS and Valorant, right? Where you're faking the bomb, you're faking those noises. It's just... It's it's different. That's a good point. I really think of that. Uh, God, you're so smart, and you just know. Not so up much. to us, two idiots. So, anyways. No, no, no. Uh, I just first giving our opinion <laughs> and stuff, and I'm just rambling while Joe tells me I'm dumb. Yeah. And again, what you're hearing on broadcasts, like again, if you can specifically hear one person on broadcast, they are sitting next to a crowd mic in which the broadcast is picking up. Players are not hearing that one person. There's literally like the clip of study on the desk when someone makes a fart noise into the crowd mic because that person found the crowd mic. The players could not hear hear someone fart into the crowd mic. I I got tweeted. I got tweeted that during that roar, during that moment, someone was like, Dross's girlfriend was specifically yelling. I'm like, fucking what? Yeah, maybe you can hear uh, the voice, but I'm telling you. No, no, no. They didn't up on the stage, I'm saying. Like, Dross is like, what, what, honey? Oh, oh, he's on. Yes. Again, (laughs) uh, as I said when we started this, the crowd mics that you're hearing on broadcast, they are obviously picking up, like, the, uh, what is that, the the noise filter, the gain. It's obviously at such a low or high rate, whatever it is, where it's picking up everything so that it sounds louder, which makes it more fun. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've, we've literally asked for that as commentators. Like, sometimes we'll be casting, and, like, we can tell. We hear it, right? Like, we're getting in our headset, and we're like, listen, that's just not loud enough. I want to be when – it, when it's roaring in a hype moment, I want it roaring. And we, we've asked for it, like, for them to change it, so it picks it up more. Um, Alex said he could hear her. That's what supposedly said. Well, shit, I don't know, then. I'm very surprised by that. No, no, I am, too. That, well, well, that surprised like, me. Are we talking in the middle of the roaring, or, or she was just randomly yelling stuff by herself? She was randomly yelling stuff by herself when it was quiet, and that's a whole other conversation. I was saying you're not hearing a specific voice when they're roaring. No shot. I have no idea. Not sure. Yeah, but maybe maybe we're thinking a different a different moment when it was just like one voice, and that that person just be kicked out of the event. Honestly, if that's happening, like you said, one person's just doing that and shouting that they should just be gone. Yep. Um. Uh, God, you're yeah. cute. Did we really just talk for like two hours already? What the hell? Yeah, hmm. we're not done yet. Uh, we got a little bit left. I love talking to you, dude. Um, also announced, uh, thanks to Maven over here, he was on the segment. Um, next Call of Duty, COD Next, uh, September 15th. 
we're going to figure out a multiplayer reveal, the future of Warzone, uh, Warzone mobile experience, and live gameplay from your favorite streamers. More to come. I mean, pretty awesome, uh, you know, event. The multiplayer reveal, as well as Warzone 2 th stuff on the way. That's going to be a big moment uh, for COD, for competitive, for, for Warzone. Yeah, it's just, I think, COD, COD before... If you're going back before, like, two years ago, you just had, like, the main title, right? You had you had whatever COD it was every year. Now, you've got COD Mobile, you've got Warzone, you've got whatever's coming, you've got the next title. I think it's become this little, like, metaverse or wh whatever you want to call it. It's like this little universe within COD, and now I think there's, like, let's bring it all together and you know, kind of show it all off. But it's actually wild when you think about, like, what COD is right now versus, like, three years ago. Just with yeah, there's how, a lot to how, it. How big COD Mobile is, how big Warzone is. Those are like completely different games. Zombies. I mean, anyone has zombies here, but it's another like, addition to it. Like, yeah, but like that, those of it, those of at least that's been part of like the titles kind of year to year over the past. Like they've just sort of just added like two full functioning, uh, like persistent online games to the universe that have just exploded yeah. the last couple of years. So, um, I think it's how do you feel about of, everything, Mave? With what, like next year? Yeah, let's, you know, you know, how um, you feeling about it? Maybe from, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be, okay, I'll, just be side. I'll just be blunt. I don't give a fuck about that anymore. Uh, I, I, there was a long time where I stressed about things I could not control. I, I wanted to go to battle and argue and be in 40,000 conversations about the competitive direction of a game. Uh, my days with that are done because you just talk in circles. I have no control over it. The fact is, if this year proved anything, People are going to watch whether it's a good competitive title or not. What I care about more, which you may disagree with, I want a good, fun game that appeals to the masses before anything at this point. Give me, if Modern Warfare 2 pops off and people are loving to play Call of Duty, I'm good. It might not be the perfect competitive game. I know it sure as hell won't be. I just want a good, fun game that people want to play because I think that will trickle down to us in some ways. Um... The world I desire is a world we don't need to talk about because we'd sit here and talk about for an hour and it's going to take time. All right. So that's where I'm at. Sounds good. So if you missed that, September 15th. Um, <laughs> see what happens. See what happens. Uh, and then uh, after that, we have the beta, the Modern Warfare 2 beta. That starts the 16th uh, on PlayStation. Yeah, for the first weekend on PS5, PS4, uh, and then weekend two is open to everything so this will be our our first look at uh modern warfare 2 we had uh, the beta we had the mw beta i'm looking forward to it because I, I just think i i'm not the biggest multiplayer guy anymore i love commentating i love watching it but i just don't grind it a lot but the first week or two were always a blast and mm -hmm. i'm going into this one playing controller again oh let me tell you mouse and key pubs was tough at times a tough one huh yeah, yeah. It was but, tough. I don't know. I'm excited. It's an. It's. I feel like you always get excited for like a new COD. Just see how it is and try stuff, and you can tell me what guns to use and what attachments. Yeah, those days are long over for this guy. <laughs> long over. Um, I think that pretty much does it. Now we'll do uh, a questions? Uh, questions for us, uh, from the Reddit. Uh, let's see how many questions do we got. We got a good amount. Okay, this guy asked like five uh Bruin um so let's see here is a good one for you we talked about the LATs lose to Boston uh you know 
that we talked about that. Okay. Do you think the YouTube versus Twitch debate has any merit? Should the CDL look to stream on Twitch or is the money slash better streaming experience worth it to stick with YouTube? Um, I guess at my core, I just kind of want to be on everything. Uh, there is some stuff I love about watching it on YouTube. Um, I don't know what the future of that is going to be because I don't think Twitch is really offering big deals to streamers or games anymore. So I think it might be a little more open platform. But that's what I want. Um, I think the reality of the situation is, with anything broadcast-wise, the people producing the content want to be profitable. That's the reason. I mean, just look back to television. You know, it, whatever it is, CBS, NBC, buying the rights to have so many football games. Like Amazon paid how many a billion dollars for Thursday night football games. Like they're that money is important. It is. Um, I just don't know that the number is big enough that it's really it's not it's not like a game changer like it is in sports yet will will the broadcast deals maybe get to that someday maybe i think that's the hope from everybody that we get there we're not there yet so i just want it on everything i want as many eyes on it as possible but do i think if it was only twitch or only youtube there would be that big of a difference i actually don't think it's as big of a difference as people make it out to be if there's a consistent home for it people will watch i think the only time that there is it really pays off on Twitch where there's like the more um, just just eyes randomly go to it by looking at the overall channels is probably for like really big events. And there's some, but I I, I think there are some people that think if we went back to Twitch, suddenly our viewership doubles. And I think those people are fucking blasted. Um, but I just hope it's on everything. Yeah, we'll see what happens. If it's on everything, then maybe we can have some watch parties. That'd be awesome. Just you and I bullshitting. I see, let's say we do part-time next year, if that's what ends up happening. If we can get like a clean feed without like the caster voices and stuff, just a clean feed of the broadcast, and you and I can just talk over it and be ourselves, I'm with that. Because I want to say some, I want to talk how I like to talk while I cast. <laughs> Chatty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a naughty girl. You are. Yeah, we could get freaky. Yeah. We get really freaky. Okay, I like this one. Oh, this is from Jonesy. Which would be the better cop player? Joe's gun skill with Clint's brain or Clint's gun skill with Joe's brain? Second one without question. Clint's gun skill with my brain? Yeah. I, I, you know I can shoot straight. I'm just a dumbass. That's how I've been in every game. Even when I was like semi-pro in Halo or whatever I was. Like I, I could three-shot anyone with a pistol, but I didn't know what was going on. My put, gun put skill with Clint's, my gun skill though with Clint's brain. There might be a few of those in the league though, so I, I don't know. <laughs> there already might be a few oh, of those in the league. If you, if you, I mean, there might be a few of those in the league. Honestly, there are things I want to say right now. I'm gonna just hold that in. Oh, uh, I don't know, man. There are some really. I mean, I saw it this weekend, and there are some just really dumb things that happen, and I laugh. Oh man, yeah, I don't, I don't okay. know. There's to both. I think I think the second would be a better all-around player. I do. Okay, that's fair. And think about the moments where like you're you're dead and you just like coach me and I just do good things because you just are my brain for me. You tell me what to do and I fry. But when I have to do both, uh... <sighs> yeah, I know. I hear you. All right, last question. Um, we'll do a fun one. Yo, Mike Stim says, "Would you rather fight one capsule-sized Nero or five Nero-sized capsules?" <laughs> repeat that 
would you rather fight one capsule sized Nero or five Nero sized capsules? I think I'm going with the one. Yeah, you're a pretty big boy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big dude. And like something about five mini capsules run at me. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> but here's I'm the out. thing is Nero's not even that small. He's smaller, but like he's like probably like I don't know five six five seven, right? A capsule shrunk down to that size, like do that. He is five I, of them. That's a bowling ball. Five of them coming at you. It's <laughs> just frying you, dude. Just uh, frying you. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the one. Just that's, the one. That's, just torn ACL, MCL, on both knees, bro. <laughs> yeah, Nero's not like that small. I- I'll take my chances with the one for sure. <laughs> I'll take my chances uh, with the one. All right. Uh, thank you guys for a- asking those questions. Yeah, we'll, we post on the Cod Competitive Reddit every week. Well, every episode. Um, that's where we get our questions from at the end. So, yeah, I think that's... I don't think... I think that's pretty much it. Champs is done. Crazy. It went fast. Yeah, the so year's, we, The competitive year's over. Yeah, so we still have... Uh, uh, several episodes to do what we're gonna do in the off season. Uh, once I actually don't even know all the dates, but once we have them all locked in, we'll be tweeting and stuff. So keep an eye on Toronto's socials and ours. Um, I'm not sure where the next one is off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, we'll get that figured out. Yeah, uh, actually, and we want to know. We the plan is to hopefully the plan is to obviously have a lot more players on in the off season. Uh, there could be roster mania. I think you and I. Uh, I think we're talking to Octane to try to get him on. Uh, just to hear about the thieves year. The insights, talk to him about some of the big questions and discussions we've had as a community and honestly just how, how it felt yeah. to, to win the last couple of events. I kind of I kind of want to turn this thing into sort of what I wanted Hot Mike to be for a long time. Like, you know, I'd have four people on and we'd be going through all this stuff and playing games and doing history, but it's just too many people. Like, I always wanted to be like one person. You just really get to the meat of it, right? Like, just shit people don't know about him. Stories people yeah. haven't heard. Um, I've always kind of wanted that, so I'm hoping. I think, I think a one-on-one setting is probably normal for that. But I think Joe and I, just with our like chemistry and stuff, could it could be great. Just you know, you have that pro player experience. I have whatever the hell's in my head, and we just chat with a player. I think we want to talk about some weird shit. That's for Steve Rash for sure. Yeah, you made it, dude. You made it. I think I think you only like screwed up like six words or something. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty you. good. That's pretty good. A 12 hours of sleep. And you said you were on different universe to me multiple times today. So you did a great job. I was. I was. I was. Yeah, I had to really lock in. This the script. Like, you were killing it, dude. <sighs> I'm proud of myself. All right, everyone. That's going to do it for episode four of the Toronto Ultra Merc and Maven podcast. We love you all very much. If you tuned in live, we love you as well. If you're listening to us on any of the places where you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next episode.